0: Hey everybody, welcome to No One Will Be Seated. I'm Jason. And I'm Fred. And normally we would be taking a look at the history of genre films one year at a time, but we're not doing that right now.
1: No, instead we're doing a special, I don't know, No One Will Be Seated Star Wars edition.
0: That's right, it's a ten part series starting out where we take a look at all of the Star Wars films. It's canon, it's behind the scenes stuff, all that jazz. Starting from Star Wars Episode One, all the way to The Last Jedi in preparation, preparation... Of uh Rise of Skywalker taking place at the end of the year. So right now we're on uh this time we'll be visiting episode two, Attack of the Clones.
1: Yeah, which I don't like this one. I'm I, I really <laughs> don't like this movie. It's it's, not a... it's got so many bad parts to it. I, I I just don't know.
0: So here's the thing. I do wanna like I, I do wanna try to find some positive fun stuff in this because I like. I try desperately not to be overly negative, and there were some parts, port, there, there were some parts maybe that we were a, a little bit more negative about in episode one than maybe we should have. I don't know. No. I'm we, trying to be we, as honest as I can, and in the prequels, it's kind of rough. I've grown to like admire the prequel lore a little bit more as time has gone, sure. but they're they're not my favorite. So, <laughs> yeah, forgive us. It's,
1: it's kind of a thing where it's just like I don't know. One is entirely forgettable to me. 2 is watchable. 3 is yeah. okay. Right.
0: I, I'm kind of the kind of the same point. I think it's really important to take a look at take a look at them. Like I don't want to like skip them or anything, but I also don't want people to go, I'm not I don't want to tune in just to listen to people bash a movie the whole time. So I'm going to try not to do that, but I mean, it's rough according to people who were part of the process and part of the the film will say the same thing. This is, you know, part of the reason why you know, Lucas signed those you know, those papers away, you know, because of the flack he got um and, and how the prequels were received. And
1: so he deserved so. it. Like you, you look through some of those, those documents and interviews he's given for what he wanted to do. Like, man, we basically saved ourselves. Well, Disney saved us. So, you know, maybe don't take that too seriously.
0: Yeah, I, I did just finish um, some of the, the info I'll be spewing out of my mouth hole is uh, courtesy of Chris Taylor's How the Star Wars Conquered the Universe. I haven't gotten into um, Ken Knapsack's Why We Love Star Wars yet, which is the other like main source I'd like to use going forward, but I haven't got that far yet. But, um, you know, it, he does go into a lot of detail about, you know, kind of how Lucas was in those processes and and how when he came to do the prequels you know it was the, he did the prequels because computer technology was where it was and he could finally do stuff the way he wanted you know he thinks which is one of the reasons that he went and did the special editions which we'll talk about in a couple of episodes but you know he thought the original tr- trilogy was crap it wasn't what he was seeing in his head and he was really sorry that people had to look at these you know, animatronic things and the stop motion stuff. And, you know, this is, you know, this computer technology. Now I can, sh- you know, do exactly what I want in my mind. You know, I'll talk about this a lot during this episode, but and actually in the prequels in general, I think the I think the major um, thing that sets the prequel t- trilogy apart from the original trilogy is nobody was there to say no. Yeah. You know, it, it, the um, how Star Wars conquered the universe goes into a lot of depth about Rick McCallum, who's the producer of this, who I, I've never really liked Rick McCallum for so, some reason. Just the way he talks, like, reminds me a little bit of like Rob Tappert. He's like the, you know, penultimate. I don't know that that's the word he's like, you know.
1: Well, he's just he's a producer, like producers kind of suck in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he like bent over backwards to say yes to George. Like, you know, he would spend, you know, George would say he wanted something. He as supposed to saying no, we can't do it. He would work an entire night to make that happen. Yeah. There was nobody that, that was like, no, we can't, we can't do that. Like, that's not good. Like it was literally the creator quote unquote was making things exactly how it was in his head. And I think some of the things that added to the charm of the original trilogy was, you know, that there were there were technical limitations there were budget limitations and there were people around him that was like let's not do that george let's do this you know his wife was one of the main editors of the original trilogy and she would you know fix things a certain way or his ex-wife yeah you know there were just other factors in play where you know you had harrison ford who wasn't afraid to say like this sucks like i'm not i'm going to change this dialogue like this is not good yeah, and you know everybody in the prequel trilogy was just kind of like they were so in awe, and they were so kind of intimidated of him that they just okay, we'll, we'll just do this. But this doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying, or what I'm saying, or why I'm standing in this green room with nothing going on. But
1: okay. Well, and you and I even saw uh, we watched through that uh, clip that's on YouTube. What's it called? It's like the um, messy behind the scenes of uh, Star Wars, something like that.
0: Yeah, the Phantom Menace, yeah, the Phantom Menace. Um, which is actually a lot of it is behind the scenes stuff that's available on the Phantom Menace DVD right. and the extras. And
1: so you and I could even see that, like, w- even when George would decide on something and, you know, it would go against, like, say what the editor would have preferred or anything like that, even then they're just like, well, I can't really say anything against this.
0: Right. Yeah. And you would see, too, when he would, you know, he would stand a, uh, in front of a wall of Storyboards and he'd start scribbling on them. You know, this is real, this is fake, this is real, this is fake, and he'd talk about all these shots. and They would do quick cuts to like the effects guys looking at other dudes with a look like, "Oh shit, wow!" Like,
1: well, yeah, because it's like with each stroke of that that highlighter, it's like, oh, my workload just tripled.
0: Yeah, and he was very much like, "I don't care how we get there. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, this is what I want." And you know, you could see the looks on people's faces where you know they were like, "I don't." I, I I don't know, but uh, yeah. So we're on um, we're on episode two, Attack of the Clones. Um, do you want to talk really quick about um, about the name? <laughs> yeah,
1: um, this this was clearly a thing that was decided on much later in the shooting because uh, we uh, dug up one of my probably one of my favorite clips on the internet of Ewan McGregor finding out that that is the title of the movie, and uh, he's got. Uh, more than a little shock, more than a little, uh, I, I guess, disbelief that they chose something so dumb. Um, but <laughs> He was on
0: a red carpet for something or he was like at some event, it looked like. Yeah,
1: yeah, and some reporter, I guess, had shouted the title to him, asking him questions. And you, 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 yeah, that, uh, that statement of his, well, I guess it's a little bit better than The Phantom Menace, is um, <laughs> I think pretty much how we all feel.
0: Yeah, I don't. This, uh, and here's the thing, like, I know that all of the titles are supposed to sound like a, a a serial, right? It's supposed to sound like a Flash Gordon serial, et cetera. Yeah. But Attack of the Clones just never made any sense to me. What are they attacking? Yeah. Who are they attacking?
1: Yeah, it sounds it sounds like the clones should be the bad guys in this case. Absolutely. And it's the thing where it's like you would almost hope that, like, okay, well, we've solved the, the droid thing. Like, this is clearly several years later. Let's, um, we could actually move into, like, I guess what everybody else might have conceived the Clone Wars as being instead of this, like, clone V droid battle.
0: Uh, before we get started, uh, anything, anything else happened this week that was cool?
1: Uh, nah, I did some overtime, so that's fun. That's about it. No, it's not cool. It's not fun. I made all of 30 bucks for an hour of my life. So, that's... Good job. Yeah, dude. one has like yes, 30 bucks, on the other hand it's kind of like, oh man, I would have liked that hour.
0: Uh, well the big uh the big cool thing this week was that the Star Wars episode 9 trailer came out. Yes,
1: which I'm I'm intentionally avoiding because I think as you and I have documented before, I uh, I avoid trailers like The Plague.
0: You are not a trailer person. No. Although, you know, I I love that the trailers that have come out, this was the final trailer have not given anything away as far as um, you know, plot, story, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's giving away some stuff that, you know, I'm not going to spoil for you. But uh, there is a good ch- uh, possibility I'm going to do a quick um, episode or a quick video breaking down that trailer and talking about the theories coming up. Um, and that'll be in the next week or so. But, um, but yeah, that's the next week or so. Yeah. Today we're doing our full-length commentary for Attack of the Clones. Typically we would do um, one episode that's a full-length commentary where we talk through it and then another episode where we do a deep dive and kind of do a review discussion but for the star wars movies we're just doing straight through commentaries
1: yeah yeah we might wind up doing like a a retrospective later on but that's kind of like still being decided because it's on the one hand it's like well we'll see how much we get to just through uh the commentary tracks i think sure yeah
0: yeah um so yeah so uh, during our full-length commentaries, you can play your own copy along with us. We're both synced up to. If you um, start the movie, we're at the twenty-four second mark, right where uh, the "A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away" um, title card has come up. Uh, so we're twenty-four seconds in. I think you should be too. Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, so Fred will do a countdown from three, two, one, and go, and then we'll click go, and then you can uh, play a copy along with us, or you can just um. You can just listen to it if you know the movie so well, which I'm sure you probably do. I've had a few people tell me that they've just listened to the episode, not worried about syncing one up. So,
1: Yeah, it just, it just helps know. make our, our own uncomfortable silences a little less uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do this thing.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go 3, 2, 1, go. And I've started. And I'm at 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. And the Star Wars logo has just popped up.
0: There it goes.
1: So here's the thing that I, I, I really noticed while watching back through that episode 1 video. Is um, after the first time or so, this crawl feels like it takes forever. Does it really? Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like... Growing up I was always a fast reader. So yeah. it's like, well, I've read this line like six times. By the time that the next one's come up, can we just move on with this?
0: You know what's really funny is is this um there's a bit in um in the book talking about how long the original crawl was for um episode four. Mm-hmm. And um I think uh, uh, I think it was Brian De Palma, like as a favor because he'd kinda insulted Lucas, reduced the crawl down to four sentences. Mm-hmm. This, I believe, is actually four sentences as well. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it is kind of succinct, but I, maybe it's the pacing of it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the shorter ones. I feel like episode one was way longer. You know, and you're right. Looking at it, it is four sentences. It's just like because of how it's, it's compressed and everything.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of long sentences.
1: Yeah, they're, they're long sentences with lots of real big words. Like, what does overwhelmed
0: mean? That's just too many letters. (laughs) (laughs) We got to fade up this time. This is always the big thing. Do we fade up or do we fade down? You know,
1: one of these days we'll just pan left.
0: I love the look of this Naboo ship.
1: The, like, giant silver, like, chrome type one? Yeah.
0: This is, like, you know, Lucas's obsession with, like, racing. Yeah. You know, it's, like, got the big racing engine in it. It's, like, all chromed out.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I mean, it's definitely just like a, a play up from the design of the previous ship.
0: I This is one of my favorite shots.
1: Except I don't know why it's got to be so wide. Like, look at, Cor- look at the at the uh,
0: with the clouds is just so great.
1: Yeah, seeing all those buildings that like peek up over it and stuff.
0: Yep. And how it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I love it.
1: But see, like, look at the width of those wings. Like, those look like they're about big enough to be brushing against some of those buildings. Yeah, right. It's like, it's just, it's wildly impractical.
0: Now, did you, we're coming up on the first quote-unquote twist. Did you, did you think that was her coming down the ramp? Oh, no. Or did you think that was her coming down from the N1 Starfighter?
1: Um, neither. Uh, oh, okay. I
0: think back when I would first watched, I, like.
1: I couldn't say what I exactly thought when I first watched, but I definitely thought that they looked so different, uh, the one coming down the ramp, that it clearly okay. wasn't, wasn't her. But I also wasn't like really expecting much more.
0: I really do want to get your pers- perspective when you saw this, because you were really young when you saw episode two, even. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, I was obviously well into adulthood, because... Um, oh, I never noticed that astromech droid wrecked before. <laughs> That's sad. You know,
1: that's that's interesting, like I don't know. I, I had a thought and that thought vanished. Oh. So that's fun. It, like, is she wearing shoes? Looks like she's not wearing shoes. She's not wearing shoes, she the, uh, blew,
0: her shoes got blue. I'm to say
1: so that's how you can tell that a an accident's truly fatal. is once the shoe's been lost. Yes. The amount of damage to a body is directly proportional to the number of shoes that the person is currently wearing.
0: Exactly. So here's the thing that, that bothers me. I God, I don't want to nitpick, but like the fake out. Like she doesn't sound anything like her. Yeah. And like does she look just like her? Like are the guards just playing, playing along when they're oh, like, there's okay, my boy. Senator, And Oh, my boy Kit Fisto. There's Kit Fisto. So I wanted to ask you specifically, the two female Jedi in the back, mm-hmm. are they in Galaxy Heroes?
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, because it's the one on the right. It must be Luminara, and the other one must be Barris. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely Luminara because she used to be my, my main healer. That's that is the yeah, shitty thing, I right? Either, is I, I've I've like picked up on so much Star Wars shit just thanks to Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. Like I've never watched Rebels, and like oh man, I know the Rebels crew because of it. Right. And I never really watched Clone Wars, but, like, that's how I know characters like uh, Luminara. Right. It's always weird thinking of Rodians in, like, any role other than, like, a smuggler. Right? Thinking about a Rodian, like, diplomat, uh, diplomat yeah. just seems kind of weird. Although, right. speaking of diplomats, diplomat Jar Jar Banks is a bit strange.
0: Here's some not diplomatic bit. Yeah. This is, like, a big, giant... Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he fucking... It's good to see you alive. Blah, blah, blah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You too, little green shit. And there's uh, Rose Byrne behind her as her other decoy slash assistant. She's from 28 Weeks Later, X-Men, uh, the Insidious series. This is... um. This is the bit exactly that Luke is talking about in Episode 8, when the hubris of the Jedi had, like, kept them blind to everything that was going on.
1: That's interesting that you pronounce it hubris. I know it's a weird what thing did, though, to latch
0: onto. Well, I've
1: always heard it hubris.
0: What did I say? Hubris? Yeah. Yeah, hubris. Sure. That's an interesting <laughs>
1: outfit on that Twi'lek to the back left. Let's see if it Yeah, I've never noticed over. that before. Yeah. That is a lot to be showing for, I don't know. I mean, it's good on you, uh, I guess.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's this thing where it's like, you know, Dooku was a Jedi. He couldn't do that. It's not his character. You know, just this, like, this holier-than-thou attitude that the Jedi have. Yeah. You know, where all of this shit happens right underneath their their nose because they just feel like they're so above it all.
1: Yeah. I wonder what all the various shades that Twi'leks can come in. Like, you only ever see them really in, like, that, that, like, light blue or that green.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the Jedi, I don't remember what her name is. Ayla Secura. <clears throat> Who's that? Ala Secura. Yeah, she's purple. I believe, right? And I read somewhere that, like, she's, purple Twilights are, like, really, really rare. Maybe
1: I'm thinking of a different one, then, because there's the blue one that will show up in this. I don't think she actually shows up in this one. She shows up in the next one, though. She gets gunned down okay. on Felucia.
0: It might be, yeah, it might be, um, I might be thinking of, the Lucas's daughter that plays one of the, yes,
1: yeah, you might be thinking of that one, because it would make sense, let's make her the special one, right, all purple and shit, uh,
0: and, and that's our first, like, that, the elevator ride is, like, how, like, stilted and, like, rough this dialogue is gonna be, yeah,
1: and this, that's one of the things is, like, um, Lucas has always been, like, a really rough dialogue writer, Yes. But I, I thought I'd heard from somewhere else that, like, a lot of this stuff got punched up by somebody else. I could be think I could be mistaking it for something else. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, you get, like, this this vague notion of a Reddit post from, like, a century ago. Right.
0: It's one of those. Right. Well, and he, he did have, and I should have written that down somewhere, he did have, every once in a while, he'd have somebody come in and, like, look at dialogue. He had Lawrence Kasdan do that several times. Yeah uh i don't i'll have to look up on next episode who it was but he did hire somebody to come in and actually write the romantic dialogue yes. or something because he was so horrible at it or the more i, I think i think it was emotional dialogue i think i think i read when it actually had, like, came out
1: yeah which is kind of weird because like i don't know i just i would f- hope that that'd be the one thing that like a director can like really grasp is the idea of emotions
0: but yes. i don't know This is, like, on purpose, like, legit uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, was, was weren't they, like, directed, or weren't they uh, directed to basically not show a ton of emotion? I think I remember seeing that somewhere, because there was an idea of, like, them having to have, or deliver these, like, robotic deliveries or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, I know what he was going for. He wanted Anakin to be, the like, kind of the snobby, like, overly... Um, you know, full of himself, uh, you know, young Jedi. And he just comes across as just snotty. But the, the age difference thing here, like, is tough to get over. And, you know, it's 10 years later. Yeah. So he's supposed to be, I think, 19 or something like that. And she's supposed to be, what, 21 or 22 or something. Yeah, I think so. And she does look older. She definitely looks more mature. Yeah than she you know did before but not as much as like and I know we're talking puberty and stuff we're talking you know a nine-year-old kid to like a 19-year-old kid but
1: which uh, you know I do want to say having watched that video earlier today man you know what Jake Lloyd did really good like compared to the other people that we saw auditioning for that role yeah like there was the one who was way too baby and that wasn't good and then Here's the
0: thing, and, and I'll say this about Hayden too, like, and I'm we really tried to, you know, say that a lot last episode. I don't blame any of that on Jake Lloyd. Just like I'm not gonna blame any of the stuff from Hayden no. on Hayden. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's
1: one of those things that like the, the director should have stepped in and like really put forth like an actual vision to make these things work, you know? Yeah. So like any, any issues that I'm seeing among like acting is entirely a director thing.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: So I wonder if in theaters, like for, for maybe older folks, like uh what they thought of uh seeing Django Fett for the first time. Hmm. Like I I I have to wonder if they thought that maybe this was supposed to be an even younger, like Boba or something.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of kids thought it was Boba at first. Yeah. Um yeah,
1: I can't speak for myself cuz I don't remember for sure. Yeah.
0: This is like instance number 1 where he is obviously like and I know that we're in the me too you know, me too era, but when he's like I don't think she liked me looking at her the camera is like is this not the point where like Obi-Wan should be like yeah, don't
1: See, but that's the thing,
0: though. Like, like I was saying last time. There's some the, things that he does and says where it's like somebody in his life should have stepped forward and said, yeah, you don't do that. You're a Jedi. Right. Like,
1: but again, clearly some of that stuff like doesn't really apply because the, the whole thing with the Jedi mind trick that we talked about last time, that's really morally
0: dubious. Yeah, yeah for sure. I do like this moment. The, you know, there is a bit of that that father son bit here where he's like genuinely you know saying like, you know, are you OK? You don't look well. Yeah. You know, and it is one of those things, too, where, you know, he tries to comfort it. But it is one of those things where he's like, look, you know, when I have dreams about somebody, they're in distress. And he's kind of like, "Ah, don't worry about it. And it's like, mm.
1: yeah, it seems like a thing that it should be like, hey, maybe you should talk to Yoda about this. Like Yoda's pretty good about this right. precognition shit. Like, maybe we should talk about right. this with them.
0: Yeah. And it is one of those things where if I if I look at it less of a nitpick thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are some bits where it's kind of like. You guys totally like contributed to his fall. Yeah, like there should have been people in place to deal with. You know, there's a couple of parts later on I'll point out where I'm kind of like, why are you guys not? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that thing addressing works. this. Why are you not coming going to him? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like it's clearly a, a case of like, well, y'all should have stepped in on this you all should have been like giving him extra attention anyways because you're already iffy on bringing him in right you know it's like oh we already know that it might be a risk so we should be paying extra close attention to him for sure oh man i remember these millipede things creeping me out as a kid though i don't like them just kind of picture one of them like getting slurped in your mouth and i'm like
0: ah, nah, i'm good Yeah, there was a bit uh, a couple of minutes ago, too, which, you know, a a line that kind of got me where he's like, you know, you know, be be mindful of your feelings. You know, you're a Jedi. It's a commitment not easily broken. And I'm like, how is it not easily broken? Why can you not just walk away? Yeah, I mean, clearly, like, uh, yeah, like what happens? Like, is it more? Is it like the Mormons? Like they come pounding on your door like every day? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of
1: it's kind of I mean, Dooku
0: left. They just said like Dooku left the order at some point so why couldn't you just go I'm not this isn't for me I wonder
1: if it's a thing of like once you leave you can't come back and that's what makes it like maybe it's also a thing that where it's like it's kind of fucked right that it's like
0: in this movie particularly that the Jedi seem very culty
1: yeah so here's the thing as well is like um, I um you know it's a little fucked that they uh, they get all these kids when they're young right put them through this yep. this mass re-education program and they're just like, oh, right. right, but, you know, don't ever leave or think about it, the experience of the outside Yeah, don't world.
0: leave, don't form any attachments, don't have any, you know, don't, you can't have any romantic, you know, et, et cetera, et cetera. It's the order only, and and this is like, can anybody just walk up to anybody's speeder and go? Right, like,
1: that's the other thing. What, I
0: mean, I, What's happening? I guess
1: I could, we could assume that he's got some sort of, like, uh, force hot wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill that's not popped up in the games yet, but just wait it will once we once we get a Battle royale Star Wars game
0: I thought coming up here uh was Sebulba.
1: oh really right there
0: oh i could I could see that Jedi poodu, and it's actually not it's uh Saboka and Bog Tyrell <laughs> who show up in the diner later, but at first. I also like this height of the Jedi thing where they don't even think about it. He just, like, jumps out the window. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, no plan. He's just like, whatever, we'll make it work.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out. No, oh, man, that's got to be real. I, I've always wonder like, how those, like, future scopes are supposed to work. I like them. Yeah. I, I do love the sound design on the on these speeders.
0: I love it. And yeah, so here's the speeder bit, which, you know, George has to have like some sort of a racing type thing in every one of his movies. Yeah. Like, I'm like literally, and this is kind of that, you know, racing. Pod race, go fast, you know, but I do love the sound design. Yeah. Which I think is Ben Burt also, right? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure it's Ben Burt.
1: But like that that sound that like So fucking good. Yeah, I I remember that in theaters at least, like, because that was just such a good sound.
0: This dialogue, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Smeg, did you ever watch Batman Beyond?
0: No, is that the animated? Yeah. I've always wanted to because it's so highly regarded.
1: You definitely should, but, like... People seem to love it. I remember always getting a, a weird, like, um... I don't know, parallel feeling, I guess, in, in between those two with, like, both speeder
0: design and sound effects and stuff. Oh, okay. I should watch it. I'm sure it's gonna be somewhere.
1: I mean, you would hope now, what so. what is this? this? This, I think, falls into that thing that I, uh... I'd mentioned before where it's, like, you would think in this year, 2019, that if you... You could find a movie streaming on a service. And yet there's still, like, a million movies that just, like, you can't find anywhere.
0: Yep. Uh, So what was that psychotic laugh? I I couldn't tell you. He has some sort of a... Some mental illness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. he's, He's like some sort of weird adrenaline junkie, which you would think... You know, so here's the thing as well is it's, um... It's weird that then the, the Jedi don't just like perform brain surgery to remove all those centers, right? Yeah, right. Like just fully lobotomized uh, Jedi or something.
0: <laughs> I do love the look of like the industrial area of yeah. Coruscant. It's very, uh, very Blade Runner esque Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And- and actually, you know, this has some callbacks to Blade Runner, I feel like, you know, with the neon signs and yeah. just kind of the hazy, smoky look of the lights.
1: Smeg, so you finally watched uh, 2049, didn't you?
0: I have seen that. I okay, loved it. Okay, good.
1: I was about to say, because you can't rag on me for not watching other movies when you haven't watched 2049 of all things.
0: No, I've seen it. I really liked it. But you're right. I love the sound of this speeder in particular. Yeah.
1: It is weird that they've got those tunnels, though, when it's like you're working in a 3D space
0: anyways. Yeah. But, I I mean, I don't know. I do like it, though. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, those have to be low-rent places, though. Could you imagine the noise? Like, you hear about people who live, like, near the tracks in, like, Chicago and stuff, and like, that's gotta be insane.
1: my girlfriend used to live right next to the train tracks in her town. And that was awful. Because you'd be, like, we would be, like, watching a movie at, like, 1230, and then you'd have the train coming through town, which means, of course, yeah. it has to blare its horn right outside the window.
0: Yeah, it it sucked. So, he, like, leans down, and he's like, I hate when he does that. So, they do this often? Yeah, I, I mean, unless he just means
1: the general, like, impulsive uh, actions. That's true. Yeah. He's dead, right? Uh, he's totally dead. Be. But then oh, again, so should... Uh, uh, so should Obi Wan from falling into that speeder in the first place?
0: That's true. Although he was going down at the same time that he was catching, yeah. Him. So that's a little bit more than like falling down and then catching like a ninety mile an hour speeder. That's the yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like you should be dead. These colors on these speeders are also like really neat. I yeah. like how like they're all bright and vibrant. Yep.
0: I like this bit too, right here like that change is so subtle Mm -hmm. where you almost have to like you question yourself a little bit i remember like questioning when i when we saw this for the first time like did did her face just change yeah this is nuts
1: yeah imagine pulling
0: that catch (laughs) off like holy shit (laughs) i do like how her um her blaster has the same sound as a tie fighter
1: yeah that's
0: kind of cool But I do like how we are going like farther like farther and farther down in Coruscant. Yeah. I like that. I don't believe this is even the bottom where no, they land. No, it's not. But... You can
1: see where it's it's still another walkway that they're on top of. Yeah, okay. From my from my understanding from uh, various games, like the the bottommost levels are like almost entirely uninhabitable.
0: Yeah. Look at this. Oh, I'm hurt. Okay, good. Looks good. And cut. <laughs> yeah. Act like you're hurt. Oh, good. There also, go.
1: wasn't there, like, a Bith dude standing right behind him that just, like, vanished from the so. screen?
0: I could be. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is, um, for this, this episode of the trilogy, this is our segment we would like to call, this is where this force speed would come in handy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that just happens so much. You can also see where it's just, like, I don't I don't know. You you run into this thing where it's like, okay, we're just going to keep reusing like the same eight different alien species.
0: Yeah. I this is actually one of my favorite bits of like Obi-Wan Anakin bit where he's like he really like takes that mentor bit where he's like chill out. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. They she's not going to like run. Let's calm down. Let's take, you know, let's take the wide look. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, he's got really lovely eyes. Yeah, he does.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see him in Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really neat. When does it come out?
0: Uh, next weekend, I think.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, well, now I'm, I'm going to be stuck making one of those choices. Um, those are very see-through pants.
0: Let's uh, start pointing out all of the fucking cameos. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll leave that to you. My face blindness is going to be useless through here.
0: It's uh, it's insane. I like this. I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> okay, so back in back to the right of him in the background is Lucas's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't see her in that. Uh, you'll, I think you'll see her again. Uh, remember that blonde that right there? Yeah. off his his thing. Here,
1: real quick, let's do a time check. Where are we at?
0: I am at. Uh, 53. That was his other daughter, daughter. Oh, 55. okay. I'm a second or so behind you. You're a couple seconds. So here's the thing. So there's the guy that played Mouse in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The red and blue drinks. You know, the red and blue pill. Yeah. He is the guy who, um, you know, writes the red, the woman in red. Mm-hmm. Who is actually right there the blonde that looks him over okay. that's the she was the woman in red in the matrix that mouse wrote um right around here somewhere we've got anthony daniels and ahmed best out of their makeup i do like how this is edited where you think she's coming after anakin yeah that's really smart you know that is there's anthony daniels there's ahmed best c3po and Jar Jar, respectively.
1: See, man, like, I, I guess Obi-Wan's just got a weird vendetta against arms.
0: I was gonna say that. He gets really good at that, doesn't he?
1: Oh, look at that one. That's a cute little Rodian. Yeah, here, where are you at right now? You're at?
0: Uh, nine. Okay. Ten.
1: Okay, I'm at now Thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Whoa, mood swing. Right. Like just suddenly, just like, oh, and now I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what a shot with that dart.
0: <laughs> and we begin the mystery. Yeah. I do kind of like this mystery bit. Yeah. It's not, it's not bad. You know, I, I like, I like this detective bit, this subplot that, that Obi-Wan has. I, I do dig that. Yeah. I also dig this shot of the Jedi Council coming up. Like, I don't know that we get a shot like this again.
1: No, I don't think so. At least not with all of them in the same room again.
0: Yeah, I think now after this, they're all, like, spread out during the Clone Wars. Yeah, they are.
1: What's that dude's deal?
0: The weird fucking, like, like,
1: snake tail thing.
0: Yes. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I'm watching it on a computer monitor or not, but there's so many things that I've never noticed before in these movies. And I've seen these movies, like... Oh, times. yeah, this
1: used to be like my go-to if I was spending the night at like my aunt's house or something. This is what we would watch. For we sure. We would have like, you know, all eight of us or something. Right. Some ungodly number of kids camped on the living room watching the Star Wars movies like back to back to back.
0: So good. So here's the problem. This is the other bit that one of the other things of them feeding into this. They're sending him alone to talk to Palpatine. Yeah. You know, and, and it's frustrating because you don't get to see the buildup of this relationship. They just have this relationship where he's like a counter mentor to Obi wan Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of strange to, to just jump right into this.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you guys kept sending him off to deal with, which is weird. Like, why would you send a Padawan to basically be a a go between between them and the the Supreme Chancellor of the Republic? You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those things as well that, like, I think isn't helped by us having the time jump that we
0: did have to have from you know between those movies, right? That is, yeah, that is kind of you know because he's like you know I've, you know, f- you know finally you're getting your mission and you know I now they're trusting you. I told you you'd be the most powerful and it's like, so they obviously have this relationship and and you know why and and I know some of that stuff is you know explained in uh, more in canon you know, books and TV shows, that kind of stuff, but.
1: I like uh, Yoda's little hover boat thing that he's on, though.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Falls again under that like weird thing of like, I don't know why, but for some reason they got chair tech like all figured out. They got spider chairs. They got floaty chairs.
0: Like Owen Lars had like a floaty chair when he got his leg taken off. Yeah. Or not Owen, uh, Klee. Mm -hmm. And, And here's another thing, too, story wise, like. Like, he is actively telling them, like, I don't think this is a good idea. He's not ready. And they're sending him on this super important mission anyway. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, if he's if the prophecy's true, he's going to bring balance. Like, but he and he's kind of like, I don't we shouldn't be doing this. And they're like, nope, it's fine. It's like how reckless. (laughs) Like, it's your it's your recklessness that's bringing this all about. Yeah.
1: When I was younger, I never made the connection that that droid was replacing that plate glass window from the night before. I don't know why. I, I just had thought like, oh, that's just a weird shot.
0: Yeah, the one that Obi Wan just like jumped through. <laughs> and yet again, I like her kind of sassiness in this bit. But the hair's not this great. This does bring a this brings a question of like who's really to blame for the fall of the Republic? Oh yeah, like Jar Jar, or is it Amidala for like basically making him a stand-in senator? Yeah, <laughs> like who's really a, like it falls? Well, here? again,
1: it's a thing of like I understand that you got to allow for some gun gun representation but like maybe boss nass (laughs) you seem to have things kind of figured out (laughs) but instead it's like no we'll allow the one who won through his own incompetence that's who we'll choose
0: did you know that originally in the early drafts of phantom menace he was actually supposed to like speak regular english and actually be like really wise that
1: is a decision to deviate from that
0: yeah in fact when he wrote the first drafts of this when she says that She's like, you know, I trust you to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you betcha your butts are or whatever. And she's like, Jar Jar. And he's like, yes, I know. I will take care of and like speak perfect English. That is weird. It's like a fuck you to fans.
1: That is weird.
0: I like this bit, too, where he's she's like, you've grown up. And then he like launches into this baby tirade about. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: not fair. Yeah. I want
0: to be a Jedi Knight
1: my turn. Yeah, it's like. That is that is the thing, right? Is it's like it's it sucks that this this person has to deal with this like emotionally snutted man baby. Right. And then it's apparently supposed to be a love story. I don't get it,
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the big complaints was like and reviews and stuff at the time was like there's like zero romance like these guys are. Look at this. Look. Look at this. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that is. That is the, like
0: that's fucking creepy right there. That is somebody who would. Yeah, that is somebody who would end up on last podcast on the left at some. Point. Oh, yeah. That is like
1: that is a look of an that's a that is a look of a like a, a Chikatilo or
0: something. Right. Everybody complains about Kylo being like moody and stuff. This guy is full on like cover your fucking drinks. Up. Yeah. Yeah, he is very much not trustworthy. And in three seconds, Rose Byrne gives more emotion than the entire cast in the entire movie. Congrats, Rose. Yeah. I really like her.
1: It's it's just, I don't know. I do, I I can't decide if I like her headdress thing or not. It's kind of goofy. I'll give it that.
0: Cordays or no, I'm a oh.
1: I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's a bit much. I
0: feel like as opposed,
1: yeah. you know, as opposed to in episode one where she's going all out, this is just a bit much.
0: Well, it's kind of like travel as refugees, but it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I do kind of like this moment a little bit where they're like, I'm scared, and then he like makes the crack about R two. I I kind of like that. Yeah, it that's like kind of the the little charm and wit that. And this bit here kind of makes me smile too. Yeah, where he's like, "I'd be more worried about her," and it's like, "All right, I kinda, I kind of like that exchange." Yeah,
1: it's it's it is a good exchange. It just sucks that we don't see any of that come out in her character before now.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about this.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the diner.
0: I, I I mean, I guess like I love like 1950s diners. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, that uh, saboka guy yeah. here's, from earlier. Here's, I guess,
1: the weird thing is, like, they're they're calling back to a culture that doesn't exist in this universe.
0: Yeah. This bothers me, too. Like, everybody knows what Jawas are. Tatooine's supposed to be, like, this backwater, nobody even hardly knows it exists planet, but everybody knows what a Jawa well, is. Well, let's
1: face it. As soon as you saw a Jawa, you would be like, okay, but I, I want one. They should yeah. be my friends, and I should be allowed to own them.
0: I, I like this dude. I, I Dax or whatever? Uh, yeah, Dax or Dex. I really do want to know the story behind How did guys, I never so. notice that he's a- got and a fucking it, I mustache. haven't seen all, all of Clone Wars, and I haven't read the books of this era, so I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere. But... Yeah. And, and I'm not... I'm not... Um... I'm not sure how you feel about this exchange. It seems really weird, and I don't know why. It is weird. It's weird that, like— Is it, like, the homoerotic tension, or is it just, like, they're kind of flirty? Like, I don't know. There's something, I'm like, what?
1: Oh, I didn't pick up on what, any what is of that.
0: This? Really?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It is. It is really weird, though, choosing to go to a diner for information on this thing.
0: I like it. You know, you have that old arms dealer who's now, you know. Yeah,
1: I guess that makes sense. I never noticed his ink. Check that out.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. got some
1: ink. He's got a fucking mustache.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. I do like how when he talks, his throat thing inflates and deflates. Yeah. Like, there is definitely some really cool detail in that. See? Watch this.
1: Oh, yeah, that is something, isn't it? See, it's just like it's, it's <laughs> like there's totally a, a, a delivery that's like reasonable and that is not it.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Because it's it's not as if I don't know, it's just a bit weird.
0: You know that uh, Wikipedia has like the names and backstories of every one of those Jedi and those busts, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not looking it
1: up. <laughs> no, me neither, because you know it's going to be like a four-hour thing where you, now you're in a rabbit yep. hole, four layers deep, and you're like, I can, yep, I can. I'm, I'm a male, and I feel my virginity regrowing. <laughs> it is bad times.
0: By the way, if any of you guys do know all that backstory, kudos to you. We're not saying anything about you. Yeah, I mean it's fine
1: you're if awesome. you know it. It's just like we
0: love you. Here's another example of that, like Jedi know all, like arrogance. I think arrogance is the, the word I keep wanting to go to.
1: But, but yeah, this idea that, like, okay, well, if, if it's not in our records, then it just doesn't exist.
0: Yep. And there was, um, I don't know what Ahsoka is, but there's one of her species uh, in the background. I never noticed that before. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I looked at it up a while back, but now I can't remember. I think it starts with, like, a T.
0: Yeah. They're in um, KOTOR now, or SWORD. yeah. No droid says the droid that's serving food. If
1: we can get uh, if we can get Mike a, a computer, we should absolutely do like a, an extended sweater playthrough.
0: I would love that. I've been thinking about doing a story playthrough, like I've been talking about with uh, Sto. So this is the first time I've 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 heard them mention the idea of like no attachments. Yeah. Like, you can't, uh, you know, you can't love anybody because in the extended universe, which is now Legends, like, Luke falls in love with Mara Jade. Yeah. You know, et et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'd never really, and I don't know that it existed up to this point, but this definitely is, like, so culty. Like, no attachments, no love. Sacrifice all your
1: possessions to us.
0: Yep. You don't, you live very meagly. Like, you you can't leave the order. Or if you do, you're not going to know what to do in life because we're everything. Like, that's very culty to me. I never really picked up on that before. That is
1: the thing is they definitely aren't leaving this order prepared to handle the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're Jedi. I mean, you could do anything you want, but. Oh, there we go. There's Ala Secura. Hey, how's it going, future victims? Right. I like how one of them's named Liam, too.
1: Yeah, that's a bit much. I like all the little alien ones.
0: Look at the dude in the yellow. Yeah. <laughs> he does not know what he's doing. No. That poor dude does not know what he's supposed to be doing.
1: <laughs> What's with the one that looks like an alligator? I wonder what his racist thing is. His racist? No, his race. His race is.
0: Oh, I thought you said I wonder what his racist thing is. I'm like, wait a second. What? Is,
1: is that just a trait that everybody in the Star Wars universe has? Like each each race has got a thing that they are racist towards? One's just like, I fucking hate Trandoshans. Get rid of them.
0: I also like how he, like, Yoda's very, like, playful around the kids. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, look. Like, you know, he's
0: like, oh, how embarrassing. And everybody, like, all the kids giggle. I'm like.
1: How nice must it be to encounter a group of people who's about the same height as you? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is the one time during the day where he doesn't have to strain his neck.
2: Yeah,
0: I just like getting to see him be teacher. Yeah, because that's one of the best bits about um, Empire Strikes Back is like when he snaps into teacher mode. Like I really like. That. Yeah.
1: I wonder if there's like lightsaber discipline, like you have trigger discipline. I was thinking of <laughs> that one kid looked like that. She uh struck up her her blade it would like bump Yoda in the face
0: (laughs) and here's the mystery that's not actually going to be solved until you watch the Clone Wars TV show yeah
1: which is kind of weird right it feels like that should be the crux of things to some extent and it's not it quickly just evolves into like the actual hows of this are entirely inconsequential
0: Yeah, I have heard, like, different things, like, he intended on, like, solving the sifo mystery in Episode 3, and it just didn't fit in. Right. And then I've also read stuff where he just kind of thought everybody would just assume that that's what happened. Right. You know, that, you know, when he says later on, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, the guy who recruited me is Tyrannus. And then at the end, when you hear him call Dooku Lord Tyrannus, like, you're just supposed to... You know, oh, so that's what happened, but it's like that's no. Well, and it's also <laughs> like
1: several hours apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it really doesn't like you mentioned Cyphodius by name. Yeah. But you don't ever say what the connection to Cyphodeus yeah. is.
1: Man, again though, we get more shots of uh of Nabu and Thebes, and that's pretty dope though.
0: Theed? Is it really Theed? I thought it was Thebes. Thebes is an actual city in, like, ancient Egypt, isn't it? Oh, yeah,
1: it is. Although, man, they got a thing for pillars.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's Co. CEO what? Uh, Bibble. Yeah. Who isn't actually there. Yeah. He, uh, he was doing a play or a movie or something, and so he shot this bit nine months after they wrapped in front of a green screen and they just inserted him. See, like,
1: that's one of those things that's just like, you know, we didn't have to write in Bibble. We could have just switched to another
0: character. Yeah, he survives the whole thing. I'll tell you about it in a second because this other bit is, like, worth talking about. This whole, like, Excuse me, my lady. I'm in charge of
1: Yeah. I wonder I wonder if the that specific style of face paint is like a a Naboo tradition or something.
0: <laughs> but I'm going to fall in love with you in about 3 days. Yeah, over the
1: course of 3 days. I'm going to get I'm uh, I'm going to get it in.
0: Look at that look! I just uh. yeah. What do you think, Mass? Oh, he's not a Jedi; he's just a learner. It's like oh, and now over to the fun plot. Um. So yeah. So C.O. What'd you say, C.O. Bibble? Yeah, Bibble. Bibble. Um. He actually survives the entire thing. Oh, yeah. He's walking in the funeral procession of uh, her at the end of three, and he was actually um. He was uh, supposed to be the, um, or he was the governor. And when he retired, somebody else was supposed to be governor. And the empire installed the security chief from episode one as the governor. Okay, Tanaka, who becomes a a moth. Oh, huh. That's canon, kids. Go read read Wikipedia. I
1: wonder what their like drainage systems must be for those platforms to keep them from like flooding and stuff.
0: I really do like like Camino and the com- Camonians. Uh-huh. <laughs> Caminoans, wins. I like these Feels guys. Like they, uh, I love how like support their heads. I love how they move. It's just like they just glide. Yeah.
1: Feels like they're uh they should just kind of collapse under their own body weight though. <laughs> Just their heads at a permanent droop. Yeah. I wonder what one of these looks like if they, like, put on some weight as well. They're all, like, so thin. Like, I want to see what the Boss nas Camino one looks like.
0: The difference between uh, um, Jar Jar and Boss and That's NAS. what I'm saying
1: is I want to know what the ba- the Boss nas Camino one looks like. <laughs> Kamino was always one of my favorite maps to play on in Battlefront 2, though. Yeah.
0: I need to play through the rest of that.
1: Oh, I'm talking OG.
0: Oh, the yeah. original, yeah.
1: I also, I've always loved the Kamino's eyes. Their eyes are amazing. Yeah, yeah, you and I are right on the same boat. <laughs> yep. Although, man, like... It, Kamina's always had, like, just been too bright.
0: Yep. And to me, this is one of the biggest missteps of this film going forward. How so? You set up that there was a mystery of Master sifo Right. Obi-Wan mentions him, and Mace Windu and Yoda look at each other like, oh shit. And then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Until the Clone Wars you know it's explained you know what you know what happened like later on uh you know basically like during the invasion of naboo he's taken out like he Valorum sends him on a secret mission mm-hmm. and uh the gang he's supposed to be infiltrating um duku pays them to kill him okay shoot his shuttle down and he he ends up dying but he, like, had some sort of, like, vision of the war and, like, got kicked off of the council because he wanted to form an army. Right. And, like, went on his own and said, like, I have the permission of the council and, like, set up this order so that they would be ready when the time came. I
1: wonder if that's entirely a self-fulfilling prophecy than, like, the act of putting together that army is what caused that war.
0: Exactly. And that would, that's the type of stuff you should get yeah. into. You know, that's you know, the nature of the force and everything else. You know, I know they deal with it a little bit in part three when, you know, Padme and uh Anakin are concerned that he's basically fulfilling his own prophecy. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. So creepy. Could
1: you could you not be touching her, bro? That's just a I bit yeah. much. Especially that level of strokage. No. Yeah. You guys are not close enough for this although i wonder how long the the trip through hyperspace whatever on that shuttle took
0: i don't know but that look like i don't know so that is interesting right like i am a giant fan of the west end games star wars rpg um it is one of my favorite rpgs of all time and it it at the time filled in a lot of are you ready for the record scratch (laughs) (laughs) um it filled in a lot of gaps as far as, like, lore and stuff goes. And it would have tables, like, how long it would take to get this different systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it was, like, several weeks yeah. to get from one system to the next. Where this is never really explained on purpose, but, like, especially when you get into the new trilogy, it's, like, it's, like, hours almost or minutes. Yeah. To get from, like, one to another. See, and- but
1: it seems to be the same thing here, right? Because it's, like, later in the film when OE one gets captured... You know, then you have people show up not very long after. Yes.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So it seems like hyperspace basically just takes however long hyperspace takes. Hyperspace is actually driven by the god of dramatic timing.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, the big thing like was supposed to be with the Falcon, like the Falcon goes point five past light speed, which is basically light speed and a half, which when you think about it would still take. Look at the look on this clone's face.
1: He just looks kind of disgusted with all of it. He hates,
0: yeah, he hates everybody. I wonder if that's a thing,
1: if, like, every so often, you just get a bad clone.
0: Yeah, you have to, right? Well, yeah, and one of the nice things about the Clone Wars is, is, you know, and and Lucas especially liked, is they could assign personalities to all these different clones. And sometimes you would get a clone that wasn't the nicest. (laughs) Just, like, a real shit clone. Or was a little bit more bloodthirsty than... You know it's interesting because in the in the lore, you know they've got that the, a control chip in their brain, and that's what you know executes Order sixty six. Yeah. And originally, Sifo Dyas had put the chip was had the chip put in so that they couldn't betray the Jedi, that they could stop them. And uh, you know, Palpatine and Dooku basically turned it <laughs> turned it around to the opposite. I love this bit.
1: Yeah, this
0: some cool shots.
1: Yeah, just seeing them all loading up there.
0: Yeah. Not sure why they're using the trade federation theme for this, but it is kind of kind of strange, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because it's very army sounding.
1: Oh man, those things are kind of cool though. The big like fat cow alien
0: things. Yeah. This is gorgeous. I mean, look at this.
1: Yeah. It's a really pretty shot. That's a lot of waterfall though. Yeah. I feel like the noise even that far would be deafening.
0: yeah, Lucas has kind of admitted that he struggles with like calmer, quieter, and like intimate dialogue and scenes and stuff and and this is like so much proof of that, yeah like it's just
1: oh man, I got a kid screaming in the background, so before anybody thinks, no, I don't have them chained in my basement. I don't even have a
0: basement. I would've liked that story more if you did. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a better story. If I had
1: a basement, I'd store so many things in that basement. It would be great. But I yeah. don't
0: I lived in a basement for a while. It was uh it was good fun.
1: Basements that got their own climate control. You know, if you think about it, we should all just be living underground. Yep. That yep. would do us some good. Most of us don't see enough of the sun anyways. <laughs> I wonder what's up with that, like, weird hair netting thing. I don't know. With, like, a little, like, headband. Like, there's just too much going on here. And if, is this supposed to be, like, her cash look?
0: Yeah. I do like how she's kind of cute Yes, yeah. she's Which is, like, the opposite of... Like, the two of them, like, he's supposed to be the younger, like, kind of cutesy one, but she kind of comes more off like that. Yeah.
1: Although it is a bit much to just have her be like, I like to frolic through flowers.
0: Yeah. And I know that, like, they've, like, just invented special effects ninety times over, but this is Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, to some extent, I would almost rather it, that the roles were reversed in this situation. And that yeah. she was, like, the boisterous one, and he was, like, actually taking his role seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean this is kind of funny. It is, but it's weird to go tonally it's, from it this It has a low level of adorableness yeah, to
1: it. Yeah, it's just weird to go from the scene of like hey, here's a big ominous clones are loading to like and now we're playing in the
0: fields. Yeah. It's a little rough transition back and Those forth. Those scenes are cool though. And I know that he's trying to like do this bit where they're falling in love, like there's a romance that's budding and stuff, but
1: I think I think rough. Lucas just has a problem with splitting his scenes. Like, it seems like any time mm-hmm. that he splits his party, like, the whole situation just goes bad tonally. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal with that is. I mean, I, I would assume that's just it's really hard to put together, you know, and I, I don't think that I could necessarily do it any better. But I don't know.
0: I think it's possible. I just think it's more in the writing. Yeah. Like, the writing just needs to be stronger. Um, Psychotic kid number two.
1: I guess it comes down to like, that's a really bad time to transition away. It's just him staring out at it, and then you cut to the fields. If, like, he then, like, were to be going off to go talk to somebody, and then it cuts, that kind of changes things a little bit, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is just as much a meme as I hate sand, it's coarse and gets everywhere.
1: I I like the the, like reflective surfaces on this, though. It kind of reminds me of the the blockade runner.
0: So does he see that armor? That's the thing is it's like you. That's no way he can't, right? Because it shows him looking over there even when Django walks away.
1: I like the, um, just, like, the general, like, layout of all the different rooms, like, the, the residential type of areas in
0: here in Camino. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like Camino a lot, it, it actually. It feels
1: so, like, sterile, though. Yeah. Which does make me have to wonder, like, about these clones', like, immune systems.
0: Yeah... So I'm sure that that's something you would work on through genetics. I right? genetics,
1: I'm sure that they like give them like a vaccine thing just before deployment and yeah. stuff
0: or whatever. Right. I love how they walk. It's just like, well I'm just there's like zero bouncing. They're just gliding. Do you suppose that
1: there's anti-vaxxers in the Star Wars universe.
0: Yes. They're probably dead, but yes.
1: It's also such a short time to spend in each area. Like we were in there for probably what? Not even five minutes, you think? In that scene with Django and now we're back. Yeah, if that.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize like how dense it could be until I started like taking like some time coded yeah. notes. And I was like, whoa, only 21 seconds have like, yeah. passed. I love this like invisible. What is that? Yeah. pear? <laughs> or I don't know mango or something. I don't know what uh, papaya. That's definitely not a papaya, my, my dude.
1: I still okay. next next uh, next time I'm up, we're we're playing this. Uh, we're playing the the food testing game.
0: Yeah. That poor girl could not. Breathe. No, there's no way no, she could. Absolutely right? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. There's no way she ate wearing that like I
1: had to go the whole day fasting and then like just to fit into this dress yeah smeg what's the most exotic fruit that you've ever eaten
0: uh that's a good question I I'm kind of vanilla when it comes to fruit like I had um pomegranate once but that's
1: (laughs) you know that's something at least
0: yeah. So you never had like a persimmon? No. No, and somebody in our Discord channel said I should try dragon fruit. Dragon fruit's pretty dope.
1: So have you ever had lychee? No. Oh, you might like lychee. Lychee's pretty good. I shouldn't be making a list.
0: I, um, I think the term cringe is so overused these days, but this scene is real cringe. It's just, <laughs> it's like, it makes my bones want to leave my body. Yeah, I don't I I understand the purpose behind it. And I don't even know if it's as much the acting, but kind of the acting. I could just see Lucas like, let's get this done. Like, let's get past this. I hate this. Let's let's do this. Yeah. I like the sentiment behind it. Sure. You know, the idea, you know, and it just. It just it makes him look so pathetic. I think maybe is is what it is, you know, and maybe it's a it's a, you know, we live in a time in which there's terms like incels and you know, right, that kind of thing that we didn't have back when this came out, but it is one of those things where it's like, I don't well, know, look, I'm torn you make, on you, it.
1: make a, you make a whole like order of virgins and like you're gonna get some bad eggs.
0: <laughs> okay, that's true.
1: Like if they were smart, they would like have, like, a, um, I don't know, like, just sex toy, like, uh dispensaries in the, uh, in each of the Jedi temples.
0: Oh, God. I think my problem with this scene is, it's too fast.
1: It's too so? soon. Oh, yeah, okay, too soon, like, in pacing, gotcha. If, yes.
0: If... if- You know, and I know it's like you know backseat driving or whatever. But if they would have done like we were thinking in the last movie, where he was already younger, or he was already yeah older, already a Padawan or whatnot, and we got to this point, um, I I can understand them getting to this point and having this conversation where he's like, you know, where she could understandably have feelings, he could have feelings, but she's like, I'm not like our 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 positions in life. This is impossible yeah but you get to this thing where he's like a little tiny kid who spends you know a few weeks with her and then 10 years goes by and he spends a week with her or whatever and he's you know going at her like this it's it's a little bit much
1: you know if you think about if you took just her scenes and shot them from her perspective it's a it's an absolute horror movie a little bit on a planet with a bodyguard guard who wants nothing more than to fuck me like no thank you
0: yes I'm out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the Star Wars universe, they don't actually do that. It's, he just wants to love her.
1: Yeah. With the dark side.
0: He just wants to-
1: <laughs> You know, you, you have to admit, like, there's a good chance that Palpatine fucks. And he fucks weird.
0: Well, you know, that's, that's one of the theories about Rey, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that she's his like granddaughter oh man I found some
1: weird Ray fan fiction earlier I'll tell you about it off mic but it was very much in the vein of what we were talking about before Mike it's it's weird to have him like yelling in this like otherwise quiet scene
0: yeah You know, here's the thing, and it just, it increases, I do like how you can see the rain in the hologram, though. Yeah. You know, I do like that look that they give him, and it increases the intrigue, like, oh, shit, what is, you know, the mystery is deepening. Yeah. It's just, there's so little payoff on it that, you know, if they could get into the fact that, you know, they kicked sifo out because he wanted an army and didn't want to listen to anybody and was kind of going crazy. See,
1: that could even be a thing that they say in that hologram. Like, right. during that discussion. And it just clears all that up. At right. least a little bit. Like, hey, this is a thing that was going on.
0: Right. Here's the other thing that didn't occur to me until just now. Where is he going to put Django? Fett? He has a one-seat fighter. Yeah, this is They fair. said, bring him before us. Well, what are you going to do with this kid? Because he has a kid there.
1: Like, what? <laughs> so they were looking at, at, in later movies, this just got me thinking as well. So they're looking at uh, like bringing um, Palpatine in front of the Senate for a trial, right? Originally,
0: I think. Or that, like, I at least
1: think... That's, that's what that's what Anakin wants. Sorry, is is for him to get a trial and all. Yes. So yeah, does that, yeah that Imply that either a like being a, like a dark Jedi is an immediate death sentence, or is there like dark Jedi prisons?
0: That's a good question.
1: Like, cause Harry Potter had to deal with this just by being like, well, no, there's Dementors and Azkaban and shit. Right. Is there anything similar? Like, I don't know. Or...
0: There, would ha- you, there would have to be because there would have to be criminals with force powers in this universe. Yeah. You know, a thousand years before, or even less maybe, um, you had like armies of Sith. You know, before Darth Bane and uh, I think it was Bane uh, instituted the rule of two. You had an army of Sith. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you there would have to be ways to deal with those guys and put them away. Now, in the extended universe, which is now Legends, I guess I should keep saying in Zahn's universe, they had the what was it, Ysalamiri or something? It was basically the Force eels that like negated all, mm, uh, yeah. uh, all you know, Force power around them. Yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know if. I don't know if those things are canon.
1: Um, ah, they probably aren't. See, I always liked the look of Django's ship, but it seems wildly slave. impractical.
0: That's a that's a slave one, right? Yeah. This is a cool scene.
1: I've always wondered, like, what the actual destructive output of those blasters are, though, because yeah. it seems like they're either like just nothing, like pew pew guns, or they're like large explosions.
0: These are pretty powerful. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> it's like, god damn it, kid! Oh. Hi, Kiba. Fucking
1: Jedi Kung Fu.
0: (laughs) Jedi Fu? Yeah. That's going to hurt your foot though, right? Like it hurts him when he kicks Grievous. That had to hurt too. Yeah, especially because it's like that
1: arm is supposed to be like strong enough to resist like some blaster shots or whatever.
0: Yeah. So this is an instance when they decided, when they found out that they could actually just digitally recreate people. Right. Because some of the stuff is actually a CG Obi-Wan, like, getting flung around and sliding down. Oh. (laughs) Paikiba!
1: See, that is the thing, though. It's like, clearly the Jedi aren't beyond being just, like, impulsive and unthinking in battle.
0: Right. Oh, his hands are broken, right? You would think so. At least dislocated. Actually, this is not as bad as the one that's coming up. I cannot wait for the Mandalorian, by the way. Yeah. Seeing this just makes me more excited. This right here...
1: Yeah, just that sudden, like, be arresting... <laughs> like, there goes your shoulders yeah. on top of your wrists.
0: Yep, and your hands are probably, like... Pieces of them are dripping into the ocean now.
1: <laughs> like, just from an architectural standpoint, I I just... Camino is always fast. Actually, all these plants that are at, like, heavy extremes are so yeah. fascinating, and I wish that we could see more of them. Yep. Like, we could actually, like, have a better understanding of what the hell's actually happening on Mustafar. That would be so cool. Yep. Also, man, apparently... I like this. Apparently, he must have used his uh, Jedi speed then or something, because he just went up several floors. That was
0: quick, wasn't it? I do really like the slave one, though. Yeah.
1: Like I said, it's, like, wildly impractical. Like, it seems like landing that thing would be a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool.
1: Yeah. Yet again with the, like, bright silver ships.
0: Yeah. Apparently that's Naboo. There was something else I was going to say when they were on the, the ship, you know, they're supposed to be traveling as uh, refugees. But she looks like she has money and they have an astromech droid. Yeah. And nobody else does on that ship. It's like, how poor do you think we are? Yeah. We have this astromech droid that probably sells for, you know, however many thousand credits. Yeah. Back to Tatooine. Oh, I love that little dude in the background, though. I never noticed that before. That was amazing. He's the cutest motherfucker. (laughs) He wins Star
1: Wars. Man, it's it's like you get rid of all of Watto's slaves, and suddenly it just turns into a filth beast.
0: Yep. Boing. This week on Attack of Hanna Barbera.
1: <laughs> it's it's so just, I don't know. Wado's always been just kind of an anomaly. Yeah. And yet more pit droids.
0: Well, yeah, he doesn't have slaves anymore, he just has droids doing all his work.
1: It seems like the droids would maybe uh be a better option. Like sure they fuck up sometimes, but you don't have to worry about a droid asking for, you know, rights or anything.
0: Yeah. Did you did they ever say her name was Shmi in the first movie? Um, I'm not they sure. Did, did they? I like in the, how Star Wars conquered the universe, how many times people comment on like the ridiculous names that they come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Kit Fisto. Well, it's just one of those things where Skywalker. Sheev. Palpatine.
1: Yeah. It's like you either like are basically just playing keyboard foo or you're just kind of like, I don't know, Drex is a good name.
0: <laughs> that is kind of a good I, name
1: though. Well, he, I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, he's a successful comic book character. But it's kind of like, you just, you just play this game of like, I don't know, Watto sounds kind of like uh, weak and conniving. We'll go with Watto.
0: <laughs> I love the look of Geonosis. Yeah. I don't know why. It like, just looks
1: cool. Actually, this is one of those scenes that I really love. Like, yeah, the Sonic minds are maybe a bit weird and don't make a ton of sense given that it's space. But.
0: But they look badass. Yeah.
1: And like the sound design on them is so cool. Yeah. Oh, let's see. He's psychotic. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine being raised by a dude like that. It's got to be weird. Uh,
0: yeah. I do like this, though. Wong.
1: Although, again, those seismic charges, I guess, is what they are. They're not sonic charges.
0: Yeah, they're seismic, but still. Yeah,
1: so kind of like, oh, that's not, all well, they practical. Also, the fact that they basically like only work really in a like horizontal disk.
0: Yeah. Although, I guess they're, they're, they're great for within
1: an asteroid field, right? Ron
0: Zimmer is about to... Oh. <laughs> Hans Zimmer just had his. Release. I was about to
1: say, Hans Zimmer in bed must be awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going <laughs>
0: to. That would be amazing, actually.
1: God damn it. You blombed all over my face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I
1: told you not to blom in my hair.
0: <laughs> Remind me to hit that explicit tag. <laughs> This is kind of a cool design, though. Yeah. I would definitely tell this, like, stop side seat driving.
1: Right. It's kind of like, kid, I'm good. I got this.
0: Yeah. You're
1: not helping matters any.
0: You're not a junior pilot. Stop.
1: So I was going to say, I guess that the seismic uh, charges are, this is probably one of their more useful instances, is when you're in an asteroid field where it's like, oh, I could just pelt them with a million pieces of debris. Yeah, which makes me wonder if he's maybe got like a couple other different types of bomb in the back there. Like maybe maybe this is like a James Bond car.
0: Yeah, yeah, that actually sounds a lot.
1: I mean, given he's got like a million gadgets built into his armor.
0: Yeah. See, and here's a missile. And
1: I think I mean, these are clearly like just homing missiles. Yeah, but I can't remember in, in the games if there's supposed to be like concussion missiles or something. Man, they've got like I was, I was gonna get real nitpicking. I'm like, oh wait, no, none of the ships like make sense in actual physics. Never mind, we're good.
0: No, in fact, like Carl Sagan was like real sh- really shit on Star Wars because you know they couldn't even get science right.
1: Was it Carl Sagan or was it um, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Because that seems like a thing that he Both. would do.
0: Both. Carl Sagan apparently didn't like it because um, it there was no, made no sense in physics, like made no physical sense. See, which sucks
1: because it's just like
0: if they can't see
1: it as a way to get kids interested in space at all, then like, I don't know, clearly they're not getting it.
0: Yeah, I know. It bums me out. And it's, it's kind of like that with like Neil deGrasse Tyson, too. It's like you can't have fun with anything. Because the guy's almost made a living on just shitting on movies and stuff. Although I guess we're not really
1: one to speak at the moment.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Well, once we start talking about fun movies, it'll be great, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can have fun with movies, though.
1: You can't blame us when all the movies that we've currently watched are bad.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, I still find it fun. Like, these ships are fun. I don't care if they have the engines on the whole time and they fly around, like, completely ignore Newtonian physics. That doesn't bother me at all. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say that it took me a long time to realize that those were actual Federation ships. Oh, yeah. Although... Even though he says, like, there's a concentration of Federation ships.
1: Yeah, although given, like, uh, how they blow up later, it seems like they're just entirely full of, like, methane or some shit. Or helium.
0: Who knows what those Gungans eat?
1: Well, those aren't Gungans.
0: They're not Gungans. Nemoidians.
1: Uh, I mean, that would be just like a very like Lucas thing to do is just have them like subsist entirely on noodles. Yeah. It just seems like a thing he would do.
0: R4 is a feminine robot.
1: I I wonder how they determine that. What what are what are feminine robot
0: sure. traits? They just you know speak and act differently. Like the there's a female um protocol droid in Empire. Right.
1: I don't know, it's just like what is her is her beeps more high pitched?
0: Yeah. Does she act like Master Annie? Yeah. So when, he, when when in episode four when he's like thank the maker he's actually saying thanks Annie uh, yeah oh
1: I guess so that must that must be really weird for being a robot right it's like you know for sure that there is a creator for you
0: like I guess if you're um,
1: if if you're a religious robot do you worship human god or like I don't know Silicon Heaven yeah clearly I mean because where do all the calculators go. What?
0: Right, <laughs> nice. I was hoping.
1: I've actually got my red dwarf mug right next to me.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, I was. I was having some tea oh, earlier. That's amazing. Shmi.
1: Tatooine has just always went up being like real boring to me, though.
0: I, you know, I have to tell you, and, and a lot of people don't have always, like, given me a side eye when I have said that. But Tatooine's, like, one of my least favorite planets. It's just, like... and It's, it's just sand. It, it's actually, like, to be honest with you, like, any of the plot lines that involve Tatooine have always been my least... Yeah. ...favorite. Even, like, the first Star Wars. I always felt like Star... Like, uh, New Hope works for me once they get off of ta- off of Tatooine. Yeah. Always it's funny because... Once they leave the planet for me, it's like, okay, let's do this. Although
1: it's funny because you and I always spend all of our time in Star Wars Galaxies on Tatooine.
2: Yeah. I
1: don't know. I guess it's just like having grown up in a deserty region, just pretty over all that, like, yeah. 40 shades of brown.
0: So what does this sound like? All the colonists come to the planet. They hoard all of the moisture, I guess, and all of the inhabitants that are already there are mindless monsters. What does that sound like?
1: Yeah, that's not problematic at all sounds, sounds about right you know if you think about it the tuscans are just living a really good nomadic life yeah
0: oh again this shadow going. bit coming up is a little heavy-handed but i really like it yeah it's a little bit a little bit on the nose but i mean that's cool looking but still yeah it's just like a bit much I, I like it. Like, there's the posters of Anakin when he was young I was in episode one. just about one, to bring when that poster
1: because I had that hanging up in my uh, toy room when I was a kid.
0: Yep. Had the Vader shadow mm-hmm. on it. It was great.
1: I do like this, uh, this speeder bike, though.
0: I do. It was my favorite mount in Star Wars Galaxy. Yep. Same. And uh, here comes one of the greatest affronts ever. I'm offended it exists. Don't use one of the greatest musical pieces of all of cinema history on this.
1: Well, no. Remember, like it's it's supposed to represent the doom. It'll be great when uh, when it's used in episode three.
0: Actually, I'm I'm okay there, but well, I was
1: just referencing the uh, video that we
0: watched. Yeah. Such a good track. Oh, and like, man, I really I like know. the Sand Crawlers too. crawlers were also
1: always really neat. I mean, they're just like these big lumbering behemoths of machinery. It's so cool.
0: Yep. This looks cool, but it looks so. Yeah, it looks like a painting. Yeah. You know, the area where um, Luke Jesus, the area where Anakin is, is the same way. Like, it's cool looking, but it looks like a painting. Yeah, it doesn't look real to me. The map paintings from the original trilogy look far more real to me than these do.
1: Well, there was just so much more, like, effort put into them.
0: I like the Geonosian architecture, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. Like, having all this, like, layered-type stone look and everything, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And then how it just houses these, like, giant factories.
0: Yeah, more Roger Roger.
1: Just a assembly line full of Roger Rogers. Right. Just think, there's some poor droid that's stuck assembling another droid and his whole role is to give that droid a voice. But that droid will never get a voice. (laughs) That's sad. Oh, that dude I was always fascinated by. Which one? Uh, The one with the weird goggles. They'll show up again later when, when they're in their
0: eye. Around that table. See, Obi Wan was always really good at stealth. It wasn't just on the Death Star.
1: Yeah. He always rolled as a rogue. <laughs> Anakin's clearly a, like a berserker or barbarian cli- uh, type class. Yeah. Yeah. This guy? Yeah, that dude.
0: Why are you messing with your controls? It's fine. <laughs> he's, he's just busy tweaking <laughs> his nips. So the banking clan, this is a moon. You know the uh, tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yeah. That's his speech. Yes. Talk about Plagueis more in next episode. Look at the little wolf man. Person. Plagueis I do like person. how they are kind of introducing more aliens in this, though. Yeah.
1: It's just too bad that all the uh, all the different aliens are all, I guess, bad guys.
2: Mhm.
0: That's something to be said about that, isn't it? Oh, there? that's a really cool shot. That is a cool shot. I am just, <clears throat> I'm not a real huge fan of this whole sequence. Yeah, it's a bit much. Like, it's, yeah, it's and, the, and I think it might just go down to the whole thing that I just don't like the mother subplot. Yeah, it's not good. You know, that this is the reason that he starts his path down the dark side. Yeah. You know, and, and well, maybe look, he's
1: some weird uh, version or pseudo virgin now that like has got mommy issues.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's just. I don't know. I I, I get it. I, I get what he was going for, but. And it does actually kind of make you wonder why they have her tied up <laughs> like that.
1: I always assumed it was some pretty dark
0: sinister shit. What is it like? Two weeks? Yeah. Like, that is kind of some. <laughs> That's some evil shit going on there. She's tied up to the. Uh, the Blair Witch symbol,
1: right? So you played through that whole game, didn't you?
0: I have not played through all the Blair Witch. Oh, okay. I thought that you'd finished it. I played through about half of it. Okay. I need to finish it before Halloween's over, though.
1: I'm not terribly far into it yet. Oh, okay. Well, I start playing, it, but it's the thing is, like, I would rather just be able to play it alone in the dark, where it'd actually be fun and atmospheric. Yeah. Instead of like, in a room with another person when it's well lit.
0: Yep. You definitely want headphones on. You want them turned up, and you want it dark. Yeah. This is how much we love this scene. We're actually talking about another video game that has nothing to do with. You no, know, here's Wars.
1: the thing: <laughs> is if you think about, it, we've done that on almost every scene where it's just Annie and another person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't blame hidden Christensen again it's just like it's such a boring character you know the thing is is he
0: does a good job here yeah like emo, like the like emotion wise he's he's doing
1: yeah it's like it's it's pretty it's
0: well acted with what he's got yeah I don't know how much experience he had before he did this I think he was fairly new yeah Um, you know and he did I mean he did what he could you know it was, it was it's like the worst situation you can put an actor into yeah You know, a a, a director who doesn't want to deal with actually directing people in, in a new situation, in an unknown situation. On top of that, you're playing Anakin fucking Skywalker, of all people. Yeah. You know, that's rough.
1: I do like the soundtrack through here, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, um... It's real good.
0: I like that this is supposed to be, like, That is a bad here comes, transition. Here comes a. <laughs> so that was um, that was Liam Neeson's voice from episode one, except for the no. That was obviously not him, and it was horrible. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> it's just like that, and that was supposed to be him, like fine, like basically coalescing from the ether. Yeah.
1: That weird uh, clock wipe was just a real bad idea,
0: yeah, I like his wipes, but that one was not good that's that's so that's a weird it sentence. it is a weird we sentence, but out.
1: I totally understand it here's the thing is anytime I've edited anything, I cannot get a wipe to look good, yeah, so i I can't appreciate that. it's like anytime that one of their their editors <sighs> is doing a wipe, it's like it works, yeah, and that is a a feat of
0: its own here's. One of my major issues here. Yoda knows something's wrong. Anakin's in great pain. There's great suffering. Why has nobody picked up a communicator and asked him? Yeah. What's wrong? We need to go to him. We need to go help him. Something is amiss. Like, they don't even, like, address it. Like, something is, like, obviously, something is incredibly wrong in the force. Yeah. And they just kind of go, huh. And they just nod. It's like... (laughs) No wonder he turned. Where were you guys?
1: Yeah, maybe maybe the the true like downfall of the Jedi isn't so much hubris but apathy. <laughs>
0: that's that's a good point.
1: It, here's the thing, is it's like I would feel like Obi Wan would be the type to like immediately be able to be like, Oh, well, I know why he's probably on Tatooine. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they probably should have just gone and handled that. Like could you imagine like okay, so if instead they had just gone back and handled this whole slave situation with his mother? Could have could have prevented all of this.
0: Yep. Those were womperats, I think, dancing around too, weren't they?
1: Uh could have been. I got distracted. I won't lie.
0: the uh, The Lars Farmstead is like one of my favorite places to go in Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, like to just because it's all, like they still have it all like all burnt out.
1: Right. Have
0: you played that game lately? No,
1: it's been it's been a minute.
0: One of the new the new emulators. Yeah,
1: it's it's definitely been a minute.
0: It's, it's pretty amazing. Have
1: they finally um managed to add in ships? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Because that was my favorite part about playing Galaxies yep. was being able to run around my ship
0: yeah they have it's really great blue milk finally
1: i, I guess that's that's sort of the thing right it's like i always had this assumption like with sci-fi stuff that like oh yeah no if i lived in a, a universe like star wars or something i would absolutely be a pilot and then it's just kind of like oh well you know buddy you you could be a pilot now in real life that's not right.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah my brother is uh, finishing his pilot's license this month or next month, I guess. Here's the thing. Nobody has had the life death talk with him. Shouldn't that, especially at this age, be part of the training that, you know, like even Luke, you know, Yoda says like, you know, life and death is the process of the force. Like, you know, we're this crude matter. And eventually like, we're gonna, we're going to go back into the force, like, and be part of, you know, The universe, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but, you know. Yeah.
1: And nobody, like, had that talk with him? I feel like they even might have been that. He just, like, completely ignored it or
0: something. Yeah, maybe. This is nuts. That's not your stuff, dude. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Also, I like the idea that Obi-Wan is jealous.
0: Yeah, right. They just hate me because they There's so they many things me. wrong with this scene. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the thing as well. It's like, you're, you're telling me that after he makes this admission, you
0: keep fucking him? That's the thing that I was actually just going to say is like, he's talking about slaughtering all these people. And she has this look on her face like, oh, shit. I love the Emperor's theme.
1: I, I have to wonder if maybe like... Through the course of this, he just like fucking chudifies her, <laughs> you know. And so, like by the, by the point that we're in episode three, she's like, "Well, no, it's okay. Tuscan Raiders aren't actually people, right? Like, if you think about it, they didn't even have a civilization till we came along. We're yeah. actually bringing uh, civility to these to these savages."
0: I love that the Emperor and the uh, Imperial March are playing in the background. Yeah. This is the thing. I know I'm better than this. And then she's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's like he just told you he slaughtered a village. Yeah. Like, is this like that really worn out thing of like, like, oh, I'll fix him. I can fix him. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe it is. Is that what he was going for? Was like she's attracted to him because she thinks she can fix him? I hate I hate that analogy. Here's the thing,
1: but... though, is it seems like the sort of thing that George would do because I don't think that George understands that relationships, like, how those work or how people yeah, work.
0: I think you might be right, actually. I think
1: he was a guy who probably, like, wished that instead he could just make movies about aliens but found that nobody would watch those. Uh,
2: like,
1: if possible. you think about it, isn't isn't one of the big points of uh, THX that, like, everybody's basically um, emotionless –
0: Yeah, it's a sexless society. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's actually George's ideal.
0: I think the movie was about fighting back against that. It was,
1: but I don't think that that was his original intent.
0: I do like, I hate to bring up Star Wars Galaxies again. We keep bringing up video games whenever Anakin's on screen. We keep bringing up Star Wars
1: Galaxies uh, whenever he's on screen.
0: Yeah, Star Wars Wars Galaxies has those gravesites. Oh, do they? On the back, yeah, when you go on the back side of the homestead, which was a great touch. We're not even gonna get into it yet until episode four about how hard it is on the Lars homestead. Yeah, because um, not gonna lie, Brew is Brew is attractive.
1: Yeah, and then suddenly, like, ages up like forty and, years, yeah, like twenty years. years from
0: now, twenty five years from now, she's gonna look rough. <laughs> it's just
1: it's all that that sun and sand and wind. It just like creates <laughs> sand leather <gets> everywhere. <laughs> And that's the thing. Uh, Shmi was actually only like 24. What's that? So that's the thing. In, uh, in episode one, Shmi was only like 24. Yeah. She just looked like she was
0: 50. Sorry to interrupt your meeting you're having with the Chancellor. By the way, we need to talk at some point about that one button that seems to do everything on the ship.
1: Yeah, that just seems to be a trope in sci-fi. It's it's the button <laughs> of intent. Whatever whatever you need at the moment, you push it is what's uh, what's activated. How good of that droid to walk into frame of their uh,
0: hollow emitter <laughs> and cut.
1: It is kind of a thing of, like... How about bring her back to course? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hey, you clearly can't follow orders. Bring her back.
0: Let's let's not dance around the outer rim. Bring her back. (laughs) There we go. Same button.
1: And it's interesting that they chose buttons instead of just, like, touchscreen things. Like, that looks like it actually indents down.
0: It does. It's an actual push button, which I like. I like buttons. I'm not as big of a fan of touch You know
1: what we need to get you is we need to get you one of those like um, fidget boxes.
0: There's a fidget box? I have a fidget spinner. So
1: these fidget boxes are basically like a cube or other shape that each face has a different like thing to fidget with. (gasps) So I found one the other day that was like it had one that was a toggle button, one that was a a toggle switch, um, some rolly ball things, um, a joystick. And, (laughs) crap, there's a couple other things on it. Some, like, a combination, like, spinny wheels. Yeah. I just, I feel like we need to
0: get you one of those. I, um, I want one. That last scene, I think, like, it shows, like, the maturity level between the two of them. Like, she's so much more mature than he is, and it's like, you guys are going to get married in, like, four days. Yeah. This is this scene to me is ridiculous a i think it's uh, funny that jar jar is about to end the republic yeah but the problem is is like they keep saying like oh i wish she was here she her entire platform as a senator has been built on anti-military yeah so why did somebody in the room pop him? go what are you talking about she wouldn't vote for a military she was anti-military Also,
1: you know they just had them on comms could have right. just asked
0: yeah, and, and the thing is, is Bail Organa is, is, like, who's, like, one of her biggest allies is standing there. How come he didn't speak up and go, she wouldn't want that? Yeah. Like, I get what they're doing, like, goading him into doing it, basically, but it was, it was silly.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, Lucas's politics are already all kind of weird.
0: By the way, the blue guy... Masamita, mm-hmm. we talked about him, uh, I looked up a little bit more um, in the new canon books, and he absolutely survives the war. Interesting. He is actually the one who signs the, uh, the treaty with the Republic after the Battle of Jakku. Oh, cool.
1: They must have like some pretty long and, lives then.
0: Yeah. And, um, well, Battle of Jakku was um, a few years after Return of the Jedi. Right. So you're only talking about 25 years, 26 years after this, something like that.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he already looks like he's probably, I don't know, I guess it's hard to gauge alien
0: ages. Yeah. The funny thing about him is um, when he signs the treaty, they don't throw him in jail. They actually make him the head of the provisional government on Coruscant. (laughs) Huh. I guess as opposed to like everybody else that they were bringing up, like all of the imperial officers and stuff they were capturing, they were bringing up on war crimes.
1: I wonder if it's a thing of just like he's got enough political connections on Coruscant to like make keeping him out of prison like
0: worthwhile. Yeah, probably, you know, to do a smooth transition. Yeah, right? cause, I mean,
1: if, if he's been in government since or, you know, attached to government since the time of Palpatine, he's probably like accrued more than a few favors.
0: Right. And, and, you know, especially in the new, new canon, they focus a lot on the fact that, like, people think, like, um, like uh, Palpatine was assassinated. Right. You know, nobody knows what really happened in the Death Star. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it takes a while before they even know he's dead. Nobody knows, like, right away. Yeah, that's We'll right. talk about that later because right now I just want to talk about the simple fact that this is one of the major issues Star Wars has. And it's the fact that they keep everything like the trunk of a tree. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk about like family trees, like, of course, he was Yoda's Padawan, you know, and of course, Qui-Gon was his Padawan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just everything is so interconnected that it's only like the same like 20 people that have any effect in the galaxy ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of weird, like,
0: power 1% thing. And, you know, what's that thing about how to, like, hide the truth, tell it between two lies? Where he, like, tells him the truth of what's happening and then talks about how Qui-Gon would would, uh, join him everything else. It's like, he told you the truth. That being
1: said, I know, and, and I't know, and
0: at the guess. end, he even says, "Like he said, what you know? What if this is true?" And they're like, "No, he lies. He's part of the dark side." And it's yeah. Like, okay. You maybe could have dealt with it right there. That
1: being said, I I always liked the uh, look of the um, Senate chamber itself. Like that's I so love cool.
0: It. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. There's some great scenes in. Um, a new canon book called bloodline oh yeah um where um leia is a senator mm-hmm. in the senate and it talks about how the senate works and like how they would have cameras and you know they would show up on a big screen and like how like time was like delegated and stuff like that and like how they would bring up votes etc it was it was a cool part of the book it takes place of like f- mm, five years before force awakens or something like that okay 10 years, maybe. Um, It involves um, the fact that um, nobody knew Vader was Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. She runs runs for Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. And somebody leaks that she's Anakin Skywalker's daughter, that she's the daughter of Darth Vader. And uh, the repercussions of that. It's kind of cool.
1: It was pretty smart to hide in a steam vent, though.
0: Although yeah, I feel like as soon as they step out, they're just going to be, hot. like, cooked. Yeah. Oh, look, they have a rapport now. <laughs> I wonder what the point of C-3PO
1: having a mouth hole like that is.
0: Just make him look more human. Plus, they, um, Ralph McQuarrie based him on the um, dro- uh, the robot from Metropolis. Right. Yeah, I can see the Which similarities. Yeah, Metropolis is a great movie, by the way. What year did
1: that one come out? That would be fun to cover at some point. Mm,
0: that would be a great one to do. But I think that's before uh, like 1960,
1: 19...
0: isn't it? Oh, by sh- it's it's silent film. It's like 19 like 12 or something. Yeah, like that. so that's a bit I'm outside of our
1: range right, right now. now. Because,
0: yeah, because I know that uh, I just got that wrong. Uh, 1927. I was
1: thinking maybe we should wind up doing at some point uh bonus episodes just released out onto youtube yeah
0: um or we should do a patreon yeah is it Patreon or is it patreon it can go either way okay
1: because it's always been one of those things i'm like oh man patreon makes it sound terrible does it well it's like what is it thanks for that based off of what like (laughs) basically having patrons or patronage So therefore Patreon. Yeah, but and see, but
0: that's that's like said differently too, like patronizing or patronizing. Right. This is legit creepy, right? Oh yeah, them coming out of the walls and shit. I love this that they're all packed in the walls.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. It's so like um so aliens like.
0: Yeah. Also they're they're bug aliens, so we can actually like cut them in half and Yeah. Squish them,
1: and we don't have to worry about it going through the sensors. I or love the sound. Ready? Woo! It's kind of like, what's the point of even having that door, though? <laughs> Man, you wanted to talk about like some Acme s shit, like that's this whole sequence. Yeah, um, I did always love the Gene ocean like gun, though. That weird you know, like bubble thing. Hey,
0: uh, Padme suddenly becomes the prototype for Samus Aran, right? She, she suddenly found herself in a platformer game.
1: Except, like, not even one of the fun ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the earliest prototype of Mario. Yeah. Before they realized that jumping was fun. They were just like, no, it's just a conveyor belt game. What are you talking about?
0: This is the uh, the prototype of uh, Mega Man that got rejected. Yeah.
1: What do you think a, a de-platformer would be? yeah instead of instead of being vertical the whole game's horizontal
0: I don't want to be negative but I'm going to be negative here this is the most worthless sequence in the entire movie yeah it's not great this is worthless it's real bad a it's horrible cgi it doesn't move anything like anthony daniels it's ridiculous yeah
1: it's real bad
0: and it's so full of puns like this whole thing
1: well, that is just like, wait, did, they didn't really need included. You're just putting them in now to pad the runtime, which yep. at two hours, 22 minutes does not need padded.
0: No, not at
1: all. You know, there's a thing that they teach you in writing that like, once you're done, you should probably do your best to take out like 10% of your first yep. draft. That way you're only taking whatever's like necessary for the plot or you're actually having to make That's choices terrible. of like what bits are good. Nobody, uh, nobody told him to do that. Or if they did, and this is the ten percent that, or this is the uh, ninety percent that was left, then it's like I don't want
0: to see what was taken out. I think the thing is, is nobody told him that. You know, there was nobody to say like you need to kill your darlings. Yeah. You know, I mean, this whole this whole bit is just, and the R two thing with the legs. I mean, it's been said a million times before, so I guess I don't have to like go too much on it. But it's just why yeah what part of you thought that you could reconcile the fact that he can fly in this episode but not any of the original trilogy
1: well if you look into the wiki you can actually see that in between episodes three and four uh he actually gets abducted by a bunch of like droid harvesters in a, in a weird chop chop scenario and so that's actually where they harvested <laughs> a bunch of these materials that he would have u- later used and would have been useful in it? my three or in my 304 part twitter post i will explain how r2d2 is actually the key to all
0: this <laughs> i was looking up like trying to figure out like what kind of canon answer there is and, and apparently there's like a book or something or a novelization or something like that where it it comes out that r2 like to himself acknowledges that his um Jets haven't worked for like years that they broke down and nobody repaired them and his warranty was up or something. And so, you know, and I'm like, I guess it's plausible that at some point in the, those 20 years that they broke down. I guess that's
1: fair because, like, from my understanding, like, memory wipes are pretty frequent. So if he did go in for repairs somewhere, the, the person would have been able to look like, oh, you haven't had a memory wipe in several decades. Let's uh, do that. Yeah. It's kind of fucked because it, it, it seemed like the implication of that was always that it was like to prevent them from gaining sentience.
0: Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh man, that's pretty screwed up. Well, and the thing is, is I don't think he's ever had his wiped. Yeah, um, you know, three PO has for sure, but but he's more of a protocol droid too, where you know, they you know if they don't wipe R 2s then nobody's gonna know because it's not like he can tell you. Yeah. But he's also, like, used, when it gets into, like, Rebels and stuff, like, Bale uses him for, like, spy stuff a lot. Yeah. Like, he's kind of Bale's little buddy, per se, you know? Not, I mean, not, you know. What yeah. I mean. Like, he counts on him to do stuff, so he doesn't, you know, wipe his at all, Where you know, 3PO. <laughs> yeah, 3PO's useless. But, yeah, I guess- but I guess that's one of those things where it's just, like, you know, you just have to tell yourself, like, relax like the simplest answer is like his they stopped working at some yeah. point and he's been you know nobody's repaired him nobody's thought of it you know or or whatever and it's just he's never been repaired and it's like i i can accept that i guess like
1: there must be a novelization reason for why like both 3PO and R2 like wind up in the service of the republic
0: well Um, I mean, Bale like keeps them at the end of three. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he just, and they, they serve him until they end up on Tatooine with Luke. And that's kind of how they, you know, serve the rebellion is, is, you know, Bale has them doing these kind of like secret missions or having them surveil stuff and, you know, things like that. I like the emotion in this. Yeah. I I think it's probably the closest to, like, a real relationship kind of thing that I think we get in this whole – the whole trilogy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, To me, it's like this moment's far more, like, believable than, you know, any other interactions that they have. Yeah. Although it's still a little stiff, but I I dig it. I dig the sentiment.
1: Yeah. I would have rather had more – flirting on this before now and then this is a resolution of this of this scene
0: yes this would have served for the like the romance going across two movies that would be a payoff you know I, i would have you know absolutely loved it if she was like a junior senator or something in the first one and he was you know 14 or whatever and at this point you know this has been going on for five years or whatever, and finally, you know, everybody cheers because finally they've they're together. Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite bits of the whole movie. Just this look in this shade that <laughs> Obi Wan gives right. Up. it's my i think it might be one of my favorite lines of the whole movie and that look that like anakin gives him back like goddamn.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's kind of like oh man good job you're gonna get us all killed that is interesting armor on that dude
0: so you were talking about their language she reminded you of
1: yeah very much
0: like the african tribe oh okay
1: yeah, where it's all just like clicks and whistles.
0: Yeah. Uh, Geonosis actually like no go I'm ahead. sorry go ahead. I was just gonna say Geonosis actually plays like such a huge part in the Star Wars universe. Does it really? Yeah the uh, the initial frame of the Death Star is actually built in orbit. Oh right yeah. By the Geonosians. Yeah. Um, they 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 mine the. Um, <laughs> they mine the asteroids for the materials, basically, and build it there. And in the novel um, Catalyst, which is the the prequel to Rogue mm-hmm. One, there's a bit where uh, Krennic basically blackmails or coerces that guy in the armor, the, the head dude, into uh, having his people build a Death Star. Mm-hmm. And they basically get to a certain point and then they move it. They move the actual Death Star out when they can and then they basically uh, commit genocide. Yeah. And kill all of them.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way that he allows them to continue living.
0: No, they actually, it's a, a subplot in Star Wars Rebels where they discover that they've gassed the entire planet. So it's like, look what you got yourselves into.
1: So when do you think that this scene goes too far?
0: No, yeah (laughs) i don't know this definitely to me this is um initially i was going to say that the the speeder chase was this film's pod race but this actually might be it
1: yeah just like continues on forever and maybe should have been cut like 10 minutes earlier
0: yeah it just really does seem like it I don't know. I mean, do you feel like it's, like, thrilling? Not at all. Uh, You know, I think maybe that's part of the thing is I'm like, I'm not, like, I really feel just, uh, about it.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, and then this happens, and then that happens, and then that happens. There's no, like, there's nothing to it, really. There's not even really, like, a soundtrack to also, like, help push things along emotionally. It's just kind of...
0: Yeah. There. I saw this bit and I was like, you know, I was telling Fred about how the effects held up even to this day and he was calling me on it and no, he's right. It doesn't.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's real bad. You can tell like exactly where they are in relation to green screen yeah. stuff because it just stands out yeah. so poorly.
0: I like this bit here that, you know, he's using the force because that's one of the things uh, Ezra Bridger from Rebels is like, Incredibly adept at using the Force to communicate with animals. Yeah, and you know is apparently more so than you know most people. I like how he's able to kind of like, okay, chill out, dude. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's the one skill I pretty much never used in Kotor.
0: Look at that. <laughs> I mean, that's a real person. Yeah.
1: I guess his post is serve as a callback to earlier on Naboo. What's that? Oh, him now writing this beast.
0: Oh yeah. I actually never thought about that. Okay. <laughs> Ow. She's never having kids again, right? Like that there's no way that, that kinda like oh didn't break something, right?
1: Sorry, I just uh snapped a fucking hip.
0: Your pelvis is cracked in half now. That's a long way to like land like that and
1: no, it's okay, because, you know, he used the Force to slow her fall.
0: Is that is that, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Also, it's kind of like, man, why do we have to bring the viceroy back into this?
0: You know, it was funny because there were some bits in how Star Wars conquered the universe where he very much was writing some things that got cut out that was, like, directly to piss people off. Mm-hmm. Because he was so, I don't want to say butthurt because I would be in the same position if I worked like I did on episode one and had it, you know, kind of go like that. But he was definitely writing some stuff just to get the haters worked up.
1: Yeah. He seems like the type the type that's like, as soon as you really start criticizing his work, he's like, just shuts down. This, this is, is also a, badass. a bit goofy.
0: I don't know, dude. I like it. Like, especially
1: that draw right there. The, like, over the yeah. back.
0: Yeah, but it is kind of cool to see them all pop up out of nowhere, though.
1: I mean, I'll grant you that. All the little lightsabers waving in the background. Uselessly. Yeah. yeah. First time seeing the super battle droids. Wait. Like, Aren't in those action. the Cylons? It basically is, like, they fire exactly the same way.
0: They kind of look like the the... Mark II Cylons or whatever they whatever they're called. We need to go through and watch Battlestar. Canada. Yeah,
1: Battlestar is so good. I, I actually would love to do like just a commentary track on that Dirty Hands
0: episode. That dude looked like Tom Savini. <laughs> <laughs> he did, though, didn't he? Uh, a little bit. I love. Mace window mace window
1: mace window Jesus Christ Get this
0: motherfucking fire off my motherfucking' robes.
1: I love mace Windex
0: yeah keep making fun of me. That looks horrible
1: what's uh what's your most ridiculous jedi name?
0: Oh I don't know. Uh, I can't get more ridiculous than, like, Kid Fisto.
1: I don't know, like, Dral Ah, <laughs> uh, the,
0: the whole, like, 3PO thing is just
1: so... That's what I'm saying. It's like, we, we didn't need any of this. He serves nothing. He's not even really a comedic Shick. thing to this. You already have enough no, of that it's anyways.
0: Not. You know it's like, oh, what a drag. Oh, you know where,
1: where did uh where did Lucas learn like creating dramatic tension? because it, it clearly, whoever taught him is incompetent. Oh man, don't kill a dinosaur, bro. like, this dude
0: can't fight off three shots from Django? Yeah. Like he just had to have been like just that one Jedi in the back of the class that nobody had the heart to fail
1: right cuz <laughs> he's he's a th- he's a, a four-time fail uh rate in his uh sword fighting class right it just got to a point where the teacher is just like i just got to pass you on to the next one <laughs> <laughs> just failed upwards to uh the rank of jedi master
0: it is kind of fun to go back and look at all the looping of jedi in the background that they inserted yeah this is great I love donk, this look donk, donk, donk. look at this look <laughs> oh I'm sorry did I kill your dude it's amazing it's like yeah I did that man could you
1: imagine being Django and like attempting to scrape your father's head out of the helmet
0: no I can't <laughs> you know it's funny because Lucas keeps hey Kit Fisto I like his look right exactly that's
1: why I'm like he was oh, so he, cool looking. with my dude that and in in the Tarkovsky, look, he's smiling uh, he's getting
0: such a kick out of yeah, that
1: in the in the Tarkovsky uh clone wars so, like he's such a badass like I love his sequence so much yeah did you ever watch that that clone wars
0: mm, I've seen parts of okay. it okay hey sky dude It's funny when you go back and watch those and, like, how much, like, you just want to, like, choke out Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And then, like, by the end of Clone Wars, she's, like, literally makes you cry. It's amazing. Have <laughs> you? You haven't seen that far into clone wars have you no
1: from from that like from the and, uh like the 3d type animated clone wars i've only watched maybe like four episodes
0: oh okay yeah her storyline is and she be, she absolutely becomes like one of the most favorite characters of, of star wars it's amazing
1: see i think my two favorite like additions to canon from uh clone wars stuff and or i guess from like all prequel materials is probably like kit fisto and like asajj Ventress.
0: Yeah, Asajj is pretty great.
1: Because yeah. Asajj just has, like, a great fucking look to her. Yep. And then we get to dig, like, deeper into the Night Sister shit, which is
0: kind of cool. Yeah, I-, I like that, like, mystical bit of it. I like the idea that, like, the Force presents itself in different ways. Yeah. You know, that there's, some people consider it magic or mysticism or, you know, that there's not just this midichlorian bit, that there's, you know, actual, like, mysticism in the...
1: I kind of like the idea that potentially, like, the Metachlorians is just a bunch of nothing and that they're attributing force to just, like, some nonsense variable.
0: Yeah. Do you think they bring up Metachlorians in Episode 9?
1: Probably not. You know what it is? It's basically just, like, humors all over again. It's kind of where I'm leaning into it from. Where it's um, like, oh, it's actually just a bunch of nonsense that you all, like, are misidentifying.
0: There's that, uh... I like what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. What's her name? Ayla Sakura.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got two ways in it, I think. She's weird. But, yeah. I like
0: this little twirl that Anakin does. Right. I like that. I don't know why.
1: Also, yeah, put your blade over your head. That's the most defensive position you could possibly take. Hello. Hello. The clones look awful.
0: So here's one thing that I think, um, you know, because I am a fan of the new trilogy. I'll say that. Uh Just lost half of our five. That's fine. They didn't deserve us anyways. (laughs) The greatest decision that Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams made was to go back to people in suits. Yeah. Have models because none of those there's not a single clone trooper that's real. No.
1: And it shows like they all look terrible. The clones in uh, in the Clone Wars series look better. Yeah. Than these ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, having the First Order troopers actually be people in suits. Was the best decision. I mean look, look at that. That just doesn't. I do like the weapons they have though. Like the little mini Death Star guns. Yeah.
1: Like the little ball cannons Rocket's are kind of dope. Yeah. Although it was my hated position to play in. In um Battlefront 2.
0: Really? Yeah. Just because like, you can't shoot shit from it. It's been a really long time since I played that game. So how come his head doesn't come out?
1: Uh, Apparently, it's just a real tight-fitting
0: helmet. I mean, you couldn't, right?
1: You know, there's probably some really good stew meat
0: in there. Oh, God. What the (laughs)
1: hell? All I'm saying is you take the helmet, you pop it in in some water, you know, a little bit of, like, thyme and rosemary. Oh, no. Some carrots, some potatoes. You're good.
0: I like the sounds of these transports.
1: It's got a very like, um, like uh, World War Two bomber sound to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about this battle? Um,
1: how do you mean? Like, like? Do you remember seeing this
0: battle when you were a kid?
1: Yes. Well, so I remember as a kid being so pumped over the, uh, the Colosseum scene. But as it stretched on, like, getting a little bit further and further out of it, where it's just, like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I can't keep up anymore with
0: what's going on. Like, as a kid? Yeah. So, like, as it went on, as it got into this, it was a little too much?
1: Well, it's just, I think I got that visual fatigue, right, that you get out of, like, okay. Michael yeah. Bay's Transformer movies now, where it's, like, okay, but at a certain point, it's just, like, I I can't even follow what's going on on screen.
0: Gotcha. These, uh, these I Walker go back tanks, and I forth love. on this because I... I really like this battle. like this is the, cl- this is the war. This is war. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and you don't really get that in Star Wars very often. Um, You know, I love how like each Jedi gets his own uh squad or whatever that they go running into battle with. Yeah. And I, you know, I like the looks of all the, the different, bots. one of the things I really like is the fact that like, the uh, the clone army looks so like clean right and then you go to like the droid army and like they're greasy and like you know these have like white you know smoke for their missiles and the 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 missile carriers for the droids have like purplish and they're they're really dirty and smoky and yeah like i like that
1: yeah I look at all the little like uh, the scuff marks on their armor and shit now yeah like I said, I always loved the look of these walker tanks. Yep. And then these things were these. so cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, I like a, how they, it's like... A goofy sp- design, sure. It's like, let's just put a di- giant missile turret type thing on two wheels. Yeah. Two giant oversized wheels at that.
0: I like how, like, their missiles, like, do little twists and, like, curves and stuff when they... Like they do loops before they hit. Yeah,
1: It's just like it's the, the, the missiles were designed by the orcs out of Warhammer or something. Yeah, right.
0: And I didn't notice it at the time, of course, but the Death Star plans are spinning around in the background. Yep. I didn't even notice it there either. The first time, I mean. Right. There was just so much going on, I think it was easy to miss. Until now, when he pulls it up, it's like, "Oh
1: shit!" This always seemed like such a weird decision. Whenever he does shots like this, where it's just like, "Here's just an alien talking for an extended period." Right. Yeah. It's one thing when it's like Chewy, like giving out brief phrases in in a conversation, but when it's like, "Oh hey, here's extended dialogue in Alien."
0: I kind of like that though. Yeah. Yeah, it makes to me it makes the universe feel a little bit more alien, which is fair. I would rather I would rather have I'd rather have the alien languages with the subtitles than Gungan. No, that's fair. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen the anti-cheese edits. No, uh, there's a guy who did the what's called the anti-cheese edits, and he went and like edited out like any of the love stuff, mm-hmm. like the romance type stuff. Um, like with Jar Jar, he actually like puts in some weird voice and then adds subtitles, right? with like different lines of dialogue and actually makes them seem kind of badass. yeah it was just like it's just like some jumbled thing but like he takes out like a lot of the like the the cutesy like just really hokey stuff and and does a completely new edit and it actually makes them so much better yeah (laughs) and takes out like i think something like 15 or 20 minutes out of them or something like that it's pretty great i love this sequence though yeah I like the like newsreel style editing he tries doing, you know? Yeah. Where it's like zoom in really fast, zoop, like it's a news newsreel camera. Yeah.
1: See, though, like it's got nothing on like the camera work in um, Battlestar still.
0: Oh, for sure. Like those. I those, love uh, this sequence too.
1: Yeah, with him like in this dust cloud shooting. Like, I love yep. that. I like seeing all these like and, lights like, firing out and everything.
0: Yeah, how the blue and the red like reflects the dust and yeah. you can't quite see what's going on and it's just like the madness of war pretty much. Yeah, We're out of rockets sir but you have two ball cannons and like
1: Yeah you're telling me that you can't like bank a little bit or something if it's even a matter of yeah. firing arcs.
0: It's like you've got f- like five guns on that thing. There's turrets on the wings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like y'all should be able to handle this. I
0: do like um <laughs> Bye. God, that was shit. <laughs> um, I do like how like the the armor and shields and stuff when you fire lasers and stuff and they just kind of explode like they're exploding uh, shells. Yeah, I really I, that's something I've always liked in Star Wars. Yeah, and
1: I, I love the, the like purple explosions. Those are pretty neat. Like the yeah. lasers aren't looking great right now,
0: but this argument it's this argument should tell somebody there's a problem yeah there. also this kid has an attachment that he shouldn't that have he's
1: way too attached for somebody who's at this point you know probably a couple hundred miles back
0: yeah it's like sorry bro <laughs> it's too late can't do it this is where i think yoda looks the worst to me yeah he looks like a painting
1: looks like a bad like a a um cast off Furby uh, furby
0: yeah, he. It just looks. I, I, I yearn for Puppet Yoda. I was so happy when uh, Ryan Johnson brought him back.
1: Oh man, I think I had like a toy Yoda when I was a kid. No, but I think uh, I think we peeled off a bunch of the latex stuff that made up him most, most of his face. Yeah, like just over time from playing with it and shit. Because I'm pretty sure at one was, point, like really, his eyelids were exposed.
0: That really bummed me out. That was my favorite clone that just got killed. <laughs> Funk. Donk. That was just so not good. No. And here's the like the infamous like dialogue that goes back and forth between two people before they duel. Yeah. Like it it's cringe, but at the same time, it's so very much old timey serial. Yeah. Where like, you know, Captain you know, Captain Kirby has found the, you know, the mad scientist and they have this like dialogue back and forth. At one point, or in one hand, I kind of cringe a little bit. And the other, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's how it probably should be. It's like James Bond going up against the villain, right?
1: Yeah, it would be kind of lame if, like, the villain opened his mouth and, you know, James Bond just fucking blew his brains all over the wall. That Some poor funny, henchman <laughs> stuck looking on, like, terrified. He's like, what the did you do we've gotten ordered how these things are supposed to go (laughs) he's supposed to like wax poetic for a bit you're supposed to get into some distress and then you can do this shit you just right you went way out of turn man it's like in a it's like in a jrpg if you took like three turns before the bad guy went it's like what the fuck man we've got rules here if none of us obeyed these rules it'd be pure chaos (laughs)
0: I like how even, like, Obi-Wan, like, succumbs to his taunting. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a good thing oh, that, he, like... so way pulled
1: back. It's also, oh, like...
0: Obi-Wan, you should be why, ashamed of Why are you yourself. doing that
1: twirly shit? You had him, like, right there. Yeah. And it's a lightsaber. All you have to do is just have a little flick, and he's dead.
0: Yeah, the th- The thing is, is, of course, you know, he's he was in his 80s, I think, when he did this. So, yeah. So, you know, those... Close-up shots is him, but like those, that's a stunt guy with his face digitally put on it. And there are points where you can kind of see, you know, it morphs just a little bit or blurs a little bit. And this is my, this is my most hated scene of it's this movie. It's kind
1: of like, dog, why why you do? Well, you are not helping yourself there. Look at this. And then, the, like, but these look close-ups at I, are bad.
0: You know, I, I know that, like, Lucas was trying to do an artistic... Way of doing this, it just looks like an
1: awful rave. So it looks like a a rave that nobody would want to go to. Hey, it's pretty dope that the the lights are back on. Oops.
0: Um, I remember seeing that scene in a trailer where he had both of those lightsabers, and I got so excited. That's what I was gonna say. Is like like, in Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic both. Like I always go with dual wielding Jedi. It's so amazing.
1: So you always go with whenever I'm given the chance, like, with the double-bladed. I don't know why. I just like it. Really? Yeah.
0: My Sith characters are always double-bladed.
1: Especially if I can change the um, colors of both blades individually.
0: I um I remember being in this theater. I don't know if you remember this or not. But when that shadow came in and Yoda walked on the scene, the theater went a Well, shit. of
1: course. But then they got to, like, go through this whole fucking... This I'm not into...
0: This bit, even people got excited because it was Yoda. You Doing know, Yoda shit. Versus Dooku. And, and like when the saber comes out, like I just remember, I remember dudes going, oh shit. Yeah. Oh Which shit. makes total sense. You know, people just screaming. And now I look at it, you know, and I've got the space of, you know, 120 viewings. I'm kind of like, ah. This bit, I don't think I liked even at the time. Yeah.
1: Especially that, that looks like some bad like Bollywood
0: shit. Yeah. See, I just don't.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, if I if I were to do this, I would probably cut out this whole fourth segment because it's like, what are we even doing? It doesn't yeah. look good. We, You know, this was before, like, Marvel could really get down the whole, like, two people shooting a laser beam at each other. Right. But, and even then, it doesn't look good today. But it definitely didn't look good then.
0: This is cool looking. I just don't even know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like his like blade is like two feet long. Like even right there, like you can't just squeeze ahead like forward a little bit and get him right.
1: in the head. <laughs> Man, those Yoda yells. You
0: know, it looks to me, it kind of looks goofy now, but I remember back then just like losing my yeah, mind. Yeah. And
1: it makes total sense. I think it is one of those things that like since we've seen it so many times, it's kind of like, OK, well, it's worn on us.
0: Yeah. Of course, he's your padawan. Yeah, because nobody can not be. And is a true Sith, right? He's a Sith. Like I'm gonna take the okay. He could be Yordle's
1: padawan. What's Yordle's padawan's name? (laughs) Nerds, get get at me on that. Kit (laughs) Fisto. No, come on! Everybody knows that Kit Fisto is Mace Windu's padawan. Is that true? Yeah, and then Mace Windu is actually the padawan of Sifo Dyas. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. You're full I of, am full of, of shit. shit. I know this is Are one you of those times me? that you tell me stuff. You and actually I like I, it. I, I memorized from like, fucking Wikipedia. No, sh- no, not happening.
0: <laughs> I love this bit where he just like whips ass, and then the second it's over, he just goes, "Oh, like I'm done. <laughs> I'm tired." <laughs> like when he needs to turn it on, he can turn yeah. it on.
1: That droid is way too ca- like casual.
0: Yeah. I like this, like, solar sail, like, yeah. hyperspace thing.
1: Yeah, the, like, solar sail, like, hyperspace cloaking thing as well, I think, is what it's supposed to do is as well as, like, cloak the shit. Oh,
0: does uh, it? I
1: think so. I think I read that somewhere, but, you know.
0: I like how these guys are so freaking useless that they can't move until now. Yeah. Like, through that entire thing, you're telling me Obi-Wan couldn't get up and move, couldn't crawl somewhere? Couldn't use
1: the Force to blindside Dooku. Right. Like, think about it. All he had to do was just, like, trip over Dooku how, like, just a little bit.
0: Right. He could have, like, waved his hand and took one of those um those power cord thingies and flipped them up around his leg or yeah. something. Uh, I still, to this point, think I, I just love how Coruscant looks. Yeah.
1: Hey, do you suppose that there's, like, force-negating cups that Jedis wear or something? No. Like, because, I mean, I would think I'm a bad dude Sith. The first thing that I would do would be, like, go for the dick right? I would just be like, I'm just going to force push your dick in and then that's like going to ruin your day at least. Wow. I'm just saying these people are, they're not imaginative.
0: I love the Emperor's theme so much. I know I've said this before and I'm going to say it probably a half dozen more times. It's it's really good. But like that low like basey. Yeah. yeah. So this is what? Supposed to be the Imperial Palace being built or I couldn't tell you. I it's, I, think it, I think it is, but I thought the palace was, like, right in the middle of, like, the city part, not, like, off by itself. And this is where you get to learn that he's Lord Tyrannus.
1: Oh, man, I can't see shit out of this hood.
0: <laughs> he is the Force.
1: Just Force projects his eyeballs in front of him.
0: Yep. Do it.
1: See, this is another really pretty one. Like, I love that, like, sunset going on. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good through that window. Deku. So, here's a question. Like, what happens to all the chairs when nobody's in there? It's like, shouldn't he have chairs? Yeah, there should be chairs all around that chamber.
0: Oh, there's they're not. Is there? They like come
1: out of the ground, or does does some poor padawan get stuck with the chair moving duty? They probably,
0: yeah, they probably have like chair padawans that are on chair it's, duty. It's
1: like you know, we're just going to use you as a way to. Uh, we're we're going to tell you that is to train the force, but it's actually just we don't want to pay for any more droids to move <laughs> this shit.
0: This is like the most Yoda. Yoda is. Yeah, I love this. I love that the shrouds fall. How do you feel
1: about this shot? Like on the one hand, it kind of sucks with all the clones looking plasticky, but it's kind of dope seeing all of them like in like kind the of scale awesome, of it. Though.
0: Yeah, I still think it's awesome. I mean, it's very obviously CG, yeah. but it still looks pretty badass.
1: I wonder how many of those other people are and in the, on, like, the Imperial March. and shit. Like, what if all of them but Bale are, like, in on this shit?
0: Um, The only one that knows is Masamita, oh, yeah. the blue guy. He actually ends up, uh, he he knows that he's serious. Gotcha. And he's, like, one of the only people that does.
1: So here's the thing. Do you suppose that his little uh, horn things, like, secrete venom? Because I always pictured that they did as a kid. Probably. I don't know, it just looks like a thing that shows I'm
0: sure that there's like a there's a source book or something. Yeah, if
1: like I that. look in on Wikipedia, I'm sure that I'll be able to find that like, you know <laughs> his race probably evolved it due to some creature that natively hunts them on the planet and I don't know. Nerd shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I can't tell which ones are the robots. Yeah. Just kidding. Can't I, tell? I know, like, this stuff makes Lucas, like, really uncomfortable, so I'm sure that, but I, I yeah. don't know. that <laughs> That's definitely, like, we're getting paid for this. We're getting paid for this. Come on. Just let's get through it. Take a deep yeah. breath. Okay, look. at
1: Here's the thing, though, is it's like the guy could also have just gotten away with not writing romantic dialogue, like not writing a romance at all. Just have that shit off screen. It's fine. Well, you
0: can make mention. The, the only thing is... Like you have to explain the twins, right? Um, I think maybe it's a possibility that you don't make the romance the the yeah. focus. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm more meaning. That's what it. That's what it is, right? the The fall of Vader comes down to, or the fall of of Anakin is he's afraid his wife's gonna yeah. die. Like that's that's the crux of. Why he falls to the dark side, which I I just don't like. Yeah,
1: well, I think as we talked before, it would be more interesting if it was like he fell instead to save like more people than just. Actually, it would be really interesting if if he like wound up having his fall more of a as a way to like save Obi Wan than anything else, because that makes that that retroactively makes that fight in Episode Four that much more tragic. Right. Instead of what it is now, where it's just kind of like. No, they just fought.
0: Yeah, I have no problem with them yeah. fighting. But I think it should be... You know, I like the idea. I like your idea. Because what ends up becoming tragic is the fact that... He does that... Like, he 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 falls to the dark side trying to become powerful enough to save them. And then, because of that, he has yes. to hunt them. And, you know, in the end, him and Obi-Wan... F- like meet and fight. Um, and it's
1: and it's these these failures to reconcile these issues within like the Jedi code that leads to the fall of the Jedi.
0: Right, right. Now the new canon, the new books and stuff, they do an amazing job of like pr- of showing Vader while there's still Anakin in him. Okay. You know, uh where he struggles with um you know, with the he struggles with his decision to turn from the order, and he struggles with, you know, the loss of Padme, and you know he he has this internal battle because, you know, he has these feelings left over from Anakin, but he's given himself to the dark side. Yeah. So there is this massive like soul tearing battle going on inside of him, and like, uh, Palpatine knows that and keeps doing shit to taunt him, basically. Yeah. To create that pain because that pain is what, you know, powers the dark side. And, um, you know, they do a really good job of kind of going that extra step and saying like, no, he just didn't flip a switch. Like he is battling with the idea that, you know, he's killed these younglings and he turned on Obi-Wan. And, you know, the, the issue is, is and it's the issue I'm repeatedly going to say about Star Wars is you shouldn't have to make up for that with extended canon and books and stuff. You should be yeah. able to portray that in the movies where the general audience looks at.
1: Yeah. Um, so how much of
0: the extended canon have you read? Um, I've read Lost Stars, which is still my favorite book. Uh, Catalyst, I've read some of the comics. Um, Clone Wars, Rebels. I haven't watched all of Clone Wars. Wars. I've watched all of Rebels. Uh, that's about it, really so would you say that there's a
1: any piece of of like the extended Canon right now that you would recommend listeners um maybe look into if they want maybe like a, a deeper uh look or more or more um i guess an expanded look into the Star Wars universe as it currently stands
0: um I would say i'd have to look real quick I would say probably we'll we'll talk about this um. And a couple episodes, but Catalyst, which is the prequel novel to Rogue One, is amazing, and it tells you like so much about those characters and the construction of the Death Star, mm-hmm. and, and just like the politics and things that are going on in the Empire after that. Um, the Thrawn novels um, are are pretty great. Uh, I'll have to kind of put a list together, I think, because there's a few that I'm. Uh, Lords of the Sith. Um, deals with you know Palpatine and Vader and, and Vader directly, like it's it's about those two. Okay. So that one is really good if you want uh, to get a sense of like what's going on in Vader's head and their their dynamic. Um. Pretty soon after. Um, the events of this stuff. So Lords of the Lords of the Sith, um Lost Stars. If the thing about Lost Stars is it's a, it's technically a YA novel, but um it's so great because you see the other side. You see the side of the like what it's like to be like regular people in the Empire. Mm-hmm. And like how uh how they think, how they view the rebels. You know, as terrorists and why they think the Empire is good, Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Lost Stars is amazing. Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series is really good. The first book is not great, but um, Empire's End and Life Debt are great to fill in spaces between episodes three and four. Okay. But, um, and Bloodlines is amazing, too. But those are, like, looks into, like, after, you know, Return of the Jedi. Right. But definitely Lords of the Sith. Okay. I think I might wind up picking that up too. I got to finish.
1: I got two books currently on my download list and I'm finishing. Oh, uh, I'll probably oh, really? grab those yeah, first.
0: I'll look um, I'll look a little bit more into that because I feel like there's a couple that I'm forgetting. The the issue is that some of the really great novels are now considered um, legends, like the Darth Plagueis mo- um uh one is amazing but i believe that's actually not canon anymore i think that's legends so i have to look and see because some of that really good stuff has actually been set to the side you know yeah
1: okay um
0: any um, yeah so any real quick thoughts or
1: not that i can think of i think that we pretty much covered uh overall how do you feel about this one i think probably still in the same boat like it's probably not your your favorite star wars
0: it's not my favorite um if I was to rate the trilogy at this point, it would be three to one. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't hate it, but uh, I definitely at this point and now that I'm, you know, that we've got the new trilogies, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know, I, I definitely don't hate it as much. You know, Christian Harloff from Collider Jedi Council, I think, makes a really good point that, you know, a lot of people have really come come around to the, to the original or the prequel trilogy. Right. And he surmises that it's because at the time we didn't think we were ever going to get any more Star Wars movies. That makes
1: sense. If this, it's like if this is what Star Wars is going to end on, then it's an awful way to end on it. If it's not going right. to end on this, then it's fine.
0: Right? Yeah, and, and, and he—that's exactly you know what he thinks. Is he thought that was it, and that this is what we get? And there was a lot of hate. And now that we know that, you know, we're getting the sequel trilogy and we're getting more movies beyond that, people have come around a little bit more. They take him into perspect- perspective. I think. Um, and a lot of people have come to respect, especially thank you to, or thanks to, um, like the Clone Wars, a lot of people have a better appreciation of the lore, but be, you know, in this era mm-hmm. per se, but, um, you know, and I do too. I don't. So the thing uh, is, though, is I, they're not,
1: I have to wonder what, um, what is though, between, uh, this and let's say the, um, original trilogy is just that there's more like name dropped, um references to events and people. Um, that's that kind of causes maybe a bit of, of uh conflict over over the original trilogy. Because the original trilogy didn't really feel that way, right? You didn't feel like you needed extra material to um explain areas of the original trilogy. While as with the prequel trilogy, in some ways it almost feels like that's a necessity.
0: Well if you did for the original twil- Twilogy...
1: This made the same mistake.
0: If you need the original Twilogy, it's because you wanted more. Right. You know, it, it, w- there is a gap between, like, episode four and episode five, where it's like, holy crap, they're full-on rebel generals. You want to know what happened in that, you know, time. And when, like, Han Solo says, like, we ran into a bounty hunter in Ord Mantell, like, you want to know that story, right? Right. And, of course, he always references, like, I need to go pay this, you know, this, uh, I need to pay Jabba the Hutt back. You don't know who Jabba the Hutt is because originally there was no Jabba the Hutt in the New Hope. Right. You know, I got to pay this debt off, and you're always wondering about that, but you never felt incomplete, you know. Because of it, and and even when you go between like five and six, like Luke is obviously a very different person between five and six. Yes, right. Oh yeah, very very but, different. But back then, you don't you don't think about it. You just think, okay, it's been a couple of years or whatever, and Luke's finally like embraced the you know the Force per se, right, or whatever. But you know here it feels like you need to go look stuff up because you don't understand who this person is, you don't understand what just happened, or. You know, Sifydeus has never explained, so you need to go figure out. You need to go online and figure out like who Sifydeus and why. You know, um, there was just there was like plot stuff that you felt like you needed to go fill in the, you know, so is it maybe uh, fill in the blanks? Is
1: it maybe that for this prequel trilogy he wanted something that was a little bit more um, complicated and had a lot more moving parts, whereas in the previous ones it was fairly straightforward, and maybe that's where the this kind of falls to its its own detriment
0: a little bit i think he wanted to tell a more complicated and a certainly a bigger story right you know for sure and and i think that that's we'll talk about it more later but you know i think um there's some issues with the sequel trilogy yeah where canon is like canon reading is becoming or viewing is becoming more and more important you know to understand, well, you know, we'll talk about it, but there's some there's a couple of shots in like uh Force, yeah, Awakens, Force Awakens where you're like, sure. there's people that you see and stuff going on that's like a major deal that's not even addressed in there. Where if you go and read the novelization or you read some of the other novels, it's like, oh crap, you know, you don't understand the relationship between uh the Admiral and Leia in Last Jedi unless you read the uh i don't remember if it was bloodline or the aftermath i think it's bloodline
1: i think you mentioned it in the last episode
0: yeah like there's you know there's all of this stuff and there's you know time gaps and you got to go um you know uh, star wars resistance which is the latest animated thing like takes place in between um uh the first season was like up to episode seven, I think. And this one's like up to episode eight, mm-hmm. the second season or something like that. Um, you know, I, there's such a fine line between like having to go read canon stuff to explain things and just like, Oh cool. Here's a story that takes place at the exact same time. Right. You know, or, or here's the adventure that was going on between here. And, and I feel like the original trilogy, you know, and you have to remember too, that like George didn't direct two and three right or you know empire five and six i guess you yeah. say although he was basically a um, well they wouldn't allow him in an empire but return of the jedi he was like a hu- like what do you call those helicopter parents yeah he was like literally looking through the scope telling uh what's his name what to do but um it was just a different beast than it is now yeah so what about you how does this like looking back to when you were a kid and saw this to now Oh, when I was a kid,
1: I loved it. Like, I loved so much of it as a kid. Um, and like I said, that whole Colosseum scene, like, I was so fascinated by all those monsters and everything. And now it's just like, I don't know. Kind of just like, it, it could very well be that I've seen it so many times, but I just don't really get much out of it anymore.
0: Do you think George was right? Um, in which regard? Like, like... Star Wars is for the younger audience not necessarily
1: because I mean you know watching through um, 7 and 8 now like I enjoyed those a lot I can still go back and rewatch right. 4, 5 and 6 and still enjoy them actually I mean I have right. you know um, it's just like 1 is still just kind of a like it's a dud and 2 is like I don't know it's got some good moments but overall right. it's far from a, like my favorite film
0: makes sense yeah, some of that I I wonder. I like the idea that they're starting to do stuff that's a little bit more adult. Like The Mandalorian, I think is going to be probably the probably the most mature thing I think that they've done. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's on Disney Plus, which means it's family friendly because that's all they'll put on Disney Plus, but just from the tra- the two trailers I saw of it, it's like I think there's going to be some dark stuff going on. You know, there's a shot of like imperial like stormtrooper helmets. With like spikes through them. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm
0: gonna be. Interested you know, and to see it's like Yeah, you know, and well, you know, it takes place like I think it's three years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, basically in a space that, you know, in a part of space that you know there's a power vacuum and like there's still like bits of the Empire, you know, fragments still trying to control stuff and it's generally pretty lawless, which, you know, I am I'm all for, but, um, B, yeah, I wonder. You know how that go. I like how they're kind of like, okay, so Resistance is very much for younger audience, but Mandalorian is for like older audiences per se. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, you know, I I I do wonder if it's like, you know, you get older, you get jaded. You know, I think public opinion has something to do with that. It very well could. I think being exposed to fandom that you know really, uh, I've had that happen. I'm guilty of that, where I've been exposed to fandom that really shits on something, and then suddenly I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Because the problems with it are like glaring in my face where before I was like, you know, I mean, that's what happened to me and Nickelback. Yeah, I can't
1: say I ever really liked Nickelback. Nickelback was always kind of. <laughs> eh.
0: Nickelback. I really thought you were going to give me more shit about Nickelback that. is a lot
1: like Creed, where they're both awful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Poor Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, next up is going to be uh, Star Wars Episode three. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. I think. Yeah,
1: I, I already like right off the bat, I'm like looking forward to turning that one on and seeing that opening space battle.
0: Uh, like one of the greatest, like quasi like one shots in all of cinema.
1: Yeah, like they whole that whole. Even though
0: it's computer generated, but it's like a one shot that's like three minutes long. Yeah,
1: it's so good. Um, yeah, the the whole like ending battle is great, especially because like from what I remember for a good chunk of it they don't cut away from the battle. Unlike they've done with this one so much. Um so that I think will be pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually of the of the prequel trilogy I think that's probably my favorite, you know. Yeah. Although, you know, it, it there's a ripple effect, you know, there's a lot of problems I have with it which are a direct result of problems I had with the earlier ones. Yeah,
1: like there's there's no fixing um,
0: things like the timeline
1: that's currently in place and the relationships right. that had to develop because of those timelines. There's there's definitely areas that it's like, oh, I w- if we could have, we would have done this differently. But it's not really our yeah. job.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's only
1: our job to speculate on what we would have done differently.
0: Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, so we'll see you for episode three pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Anything else? You can follow us on Twitter at uh, at NaubsPod N-O-W-B-S- odd um i think that's all we really have for social media at this point i'm still trying to decide if we're going to do a facebook page or not
1: yeah just because it's like that whole mess between our last one to getting to this one is like it was it's really discouraging
0: yeah i tried to just take our old film podcast and like convert it to the new one and facebook really threw a fit about it and which is funny because i remember
1: back when like pages i would follow on facebook would change their name weekly Right. And they would have like a couple thousand followers or something.
0: Um, All right, yeah. cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hey, um, you know, rate us, review us on um iTunes if you could. That would be great. Uh share us with your friends, share us with your enemies. Yeah. We always like to say that. Like if you hate us, take us to your enemies as many as you can and, and place us in their lap. Um, we would love to be in their laps.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make our, our our awful opinions fill their ear holes until uh I don't know, something dark and horrible happens.
0: There you go. I like it. All right, cool. Well, hey, naubs heads, take somebody to see a movie this week. Nah. Bye. Bye. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely
1: appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.